Notify all stations. Starfleet emergency. Red alert. Earth is on the edge of destruction. We cannot survive unless a way can be found to respond to the probe. The key to saving the future. Spock, you're talking about the end of every life on Earth. Can be found only in the past. We're going to attempt time travel. Sulu, take us home. These are the voyages of the crew of the Starship Enterprise. Judging by the pollution content of the atmosphere, I believe we have arrived at the latter half of the 20th century. Stardate 1986. San Francisco. Our own world is waiting for us to save it. They have 24 hours. Everybody remember where we parked. Break up. To complete their mission. You look like a cadet review. We will beam in tonight, collect the photons, and beam out. I want you all to be very careful. Without being discovered. We have an intruder. All right, who are you? You're not exactly catching us at our best. That much is certain. This is an extremely primitive and paranoid culture. What does it mean, exact change? Many of their customs will doubtless take us by surprise. We're ready for beam out. My transporter power is down to minimal. I've got to bring you in one at a time. You're from outer space. No, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Let's do our job and get out of here. Freeze! Take off, can you hear me? Freeze! I've lost it. Who are you? You can't. Our next stop is the 23rd century. Full power now, sir. Shields at maximum. Steady. Hold on tight, lassie. Can we make breakaway speed? That's all I can give you! Book eight. Book nine. Now. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Film and Water Podcast, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Kelly, and joining me once again for another Star Trek movie commentary are my pals, the Irredeemable Shag. Hi, Shag. Double dumbass on you, Rob. <laughs> that You say that to me anyway. Uh, Chris Franklin. <laughs> the doctor gave me a pill and I grew a new kidney. <laughs> Fully functional. And Corey Musa. Hi, Corey. San Francisco, Captain. That's where I was born. <laughs> we are, of <laughs> course, here to complete our Star Trek trilogy. We did a commentary earlier this year on Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And then just a couple of months ago, we followed it up with Star Trek Three: Search for Spock. And now uh, we are getting to what is my single favorite piece of Star Trek ever in any medium, any format. It is Star Trek Four. The Voyage Home. And this is even extra exciting for me because since we recorded the last commentary, I have A, been to San Francisco, (laughs) B, been to the Monterey Aquarium when they filmed part of this movie, and C, seen actual humpback whales. I have done all those things. (laughs) That's the level of research I'm willing to do for you people for these commentaries. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get right to it because we are, this is the kind of movie I think each one of us could provide a full-length commentary by themselves. And so it's going to be hard fitting us all in in uh, just like the hour and 50 minutes of this movie because there's just so much to say about it. So let's get started as soon as possible. I'm going to count down in case you want to watch the movie along with us. We will count down. You can start it, and then we will just get rolling. So everybody, if you're ready, guys, I will count down, and I will hit the play button, and we will get started. So uh, five, four, three, two, and engage. So, okay. Five, four, three, two, 
Well, <laughs> should have done, but you know, here's Dedic- this dedication to yeah, the this great dedication to yeah. the challenger. Yes, that was a that was a big deal at the time. I remember that. Um, remember now, getting choked up in the theater seeing that. Yeah, yeah well, that, okay, perfect segue. I mean, where did we all see this uh, for the first time? Shag, I'm going to start with you. I saw it opening night at the Miracle Five, our local theater, and um, it was very exciting because I, I this is one of the ones where I was engaged completely in advance. So um, I had already bought the movie magazine. I'm pretty sure I had skimmed that already. I already familiar with the characters. I'd watched the segments on Entertainment Tonight, all that. So I'm in line waiting to get into the auditorium. Just tons of people. And a line of people come out from the previous show, and some guy says as loud as he can, I can't believe Jillian died. And right as, as a joke, obviously, but me, I'm like crestfallen because I knew who Jillian was. I'm like, oh man, I didn't want to know that going in. So that was my <laughs> experience seeing in the theater. But uh, opening night, guarantee that guy is. Yeah, guarantee that guy's on Twitter now. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's so, the only one there. But yeah, he's yeah, right, yeah, there. yeah. He'll, he'll be one of the last people there. Uh, Chris, what was your first experience with this movie? Just like Star Trek three, uh, my dad took me to see this. Um, so we, we went, uh, this was, we only really went and saw these the three and four, but it just seems like that was the thing my dad and I did in this era was we went and saw Star Trek movies. So we were both excited to see it. And it was one of those when it came out on video that my mom really got into it too. Cause she thought, you know, it, it is the most appealing to the non Trekkies, you know, obviously. So totally. she, yeah. she was into it. All right. Corey, what about you? Uh, this was this was my first Star Trek movie in wow. a movie theater, and I think it was the first time I really saw a Star Trek movie. I know I'd seen a little bit of episodes on TV, and we went as like a family to go see this, and I was really confused. I don't think I had seen two or three at all, so I, I just didn't even know really like what they were doing a lot of the time i was like why are they on that klingon ship <laughs> and and then they were in 1989 getting humpback whales there was like a lot of stuff that my mind couldn't comprehend so it's like when i got home i think it's when my trek journey really began after seeing this movie that's amazing i mean you know <laughs> that's an important sure. moment in your life to save all the pedantic people at home, yes, we all know it's 86. Corey's just very excited and said 89. He knows it's 86, though. Don't put the in the comments, people. <laughs> Did I say 89? I'm sorry. Well, you're thinking about Batman, probably. So, Rob, what about, about you? Star Trek 5. That's what he's thinking about. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Uh, well, yeah, I saw this when it came out. I saw this at the Echelon Mall movie theater. Uh, I can remember being there and how much I loved it. And the thing I, you know, over time, though, uh, I think of this movie compared to the Superman movies in that I loved it. Director by Leonard Nimoy, yay. I loved it, but it perfect because dis- perfect dissolve to the probe. Yeah. Um, I loved it because it was, you know, I loved it from the beginning. I love two, three, and four. They're all fantastic, but two was still always my favorite because it was the most adolescent. You know, it's a got a ballsy villain and they're sci fi. And this one just seemed like softer. And I, you know, I loved it, but not as much as two. As I grew older, this has become the movie. This, as I, as I just change over time, the, the, the stuff about the, the, the kind of mature content of it and the sheer fun of it is what appeals to me. And it's kind of like the, the journey I went on with Superman one and two. I always love Superman two more because it's the most like a comic book. Superman one was like, well, there's some love, just gooey love stuff and there's stuff on Krypton. What do I care? But as I get older now, Superman, the movie's my favorite. 
you know, because I've just, I like to think I've matured. So then <laughs> this movie is now, there are scenes in it. We'll, we'll get, we'll mention when we, when we get to the part that resonate with me as an adult that didn't as a kid. And so that's mm-hmm. why I just love it. And this is a movie I put on oh, yeah, previously in the Star Trek films. <laughs> the scene of yeah, right. <laughs> Klingon go love, boom here. The, the ship log is, you know, got great cinematography. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Moves around. Somehow, yeah, it moves, moves the cut shots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, how did they get this shot? How? <laughs> What was there like need cameraman in the future? Everything is being recorded every minute, everywhere (laughs) in 3D. So they just have to compose it for an audience. Then there you go. There you go. Oh, now here's Captain Kirk. Is he giving the Genesis speech? No, this is the one where he re records Carol Marcus's stuff. Yeah, I just want to echo your thoughts, Rob, real quick. So, this is my favorite feel good movie of all time, not just Trek. Yep. Um, it's my favorite of the Treks. And whenever I get a cold, I'm homesick, this goes on. Yeah. It's just it's just a happy thing. I put it on when I'm happy. I put them on when I'm sad. You know, like it just it always (laughs) cheers me up. It's just such a delightful adventure. I own it across like four different streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) because in case somebody loses it, you know, Paramount Plus doesn't have it anymore, which don't even get me started on that. So it's like I own it on Amazon, I own it on DVD, I own it on Blu-ray. It's on HBO this week, the whole Star Trek film. Yeah, Yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, here's John Chuck as uh, the, the I, lo- I love his. He's so great. He's so big. Uh, here we go. And Mark Leonard as Sarek is going to school him a little bit. But uh, yeah, all this, this. I love all this stuff like this. I know this. All, is, the, like, all the aliens are great. Yeah. I mean, this isn't really the heart of the movie. It's with our crew back on Earth. But I, I love all this setup. I think this is terrific. Is this that the first time we really see a Starfleet like big meeting with an audience in attendance in one of the movies. I think it might be the first high mucky yeah. muck sort of, you know, at least on earth kind of thing. We'd seen him on, uh, on the enterprise hanging out, but not uh, a big meeting like this. Yeah. No, I love they this. We do it in the Abrams movie in the first one. It's mm-hmm. how they end it. <laughs> yeah. you have the right to commit murder. The way he says that it's just absolutely great. And then this scenes, <laughs> this line comes up where Chuck says, uh, the Vulcans are the intellectual puppets of the Federation. I love the way he spits it. Like he, the intellectual puppets. <laughs> he imagining Sarek's like wiping his brow. Like, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and while we while we're all telling our stories earlier, one thing we talked over was the score. The opening score oh, for Star Trek Four is music cool. so yeah. much. It's uplifting. It's, it's fun. It, it twinkly. It's a great, great piece. Oh, I love it. I just love this music. It's just yeah. everything about it. Uh, I'm a big fan it. of Star Trek scores, but I will say that compared to Star Trek 2, this one doesn't hold up on its own. Like Rob and I had a huge argument, we won't do it here, about <laughs> listening to a score on its own or with the movie. With the movie, is perfect on its own. It doesn't quite work as well, but it's so delightful. Oh, I admit, I don't listen to soundtracks by themselves. I never do that. So I can't argue with that because it's just to me, it just, I don't, I just don't do it that way. So, yeah. A great painting, man. That's yeah. a beautiful painting. Yeah. So they've been there three months. They stayed out in Vulcan for three months. Now, how did they how did they get the around this on the comic? Oh god, that's a whole long discussion. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they ended up back, you know, they had to get them back to this point again. They went they went rogue again. Because I think Spock was like a captain of a Vulcan science yep. vessel. Exactly oh right. The, Sur- the Surak. Yeah. Yeah, the Surak. Spock had to yeah. like lose his consciousness again. Oh no. Like during the mirror universe thing. So it matches yep. up to like where this lands. So So wow. here we go. In the three months, Chekhov has changed clothes. Thank God. Um, 
from what yeah. he wore in Star Trek Three. We talked about. <laughs> yeah, somebody gave him something to wear. It's it's nice. So that's Bones an inside got a haircut on Balkan. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised it ain't a bowl cut now. But, you know, <laughs> he... <laughs> right. Scotty just did an inside joke. He made a joke about how it's hard to read Klingon when James Doohan is one of the guys who helped develop the Klingon language in the early movies. <laughs> so that was nice. actually an inside joke. Now that line there where, where McCoy says, I wish we could cloak the stench. Is he being literal that because there's that kind of, you know, not as great joke that Klingons don't smell great? Or is he speaking metaphorically like the stench of the shame that we have to go back as criminals? I think that was pretty literal. From yeah. Him. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even remember so that, taking remember that dog? Okay. Remember that dog creature that was on yeah, the Yeah, right, right, right. They yeah. said, yeah. It's probably all the gawk that they had on board. Probably. <laughs> oh. I love all this stuff. This is great. This is. There's the funny bit about what was the principal events of 1987. Yes, yeah. I love that. I love that they're they're, they're previewing the movie. By the way, I, we blew past it when Chuck, when the, the Klingon commander says there will be no peace as long as Kirk lives. It's like, well, that's a great lead into Trek Six, right? You know, right, that's yeah. good. Nicholas Meyer kind of picked that up. He's like, yeah, this is a guy. The Klingons want peace, but they they have such a mad on for this one guy, which is understandable that they they can't get past it, which I think is a great great detail. And then so Spock volunteers. <laughs> this whole setup that Spock has right now is like pretty standard for people. <laughs> yeah, three monitors now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so Just does anyone Windows? Does anyone else mock? Correct. Like. When they're having conversations with their family or whatever, because sadly I do. How do you feel? How do you feel? Right. I do that too. That's uh, that's Kirk Thatcher too. That's his voice. Is it? Really? Is it really? Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Associate producer and superstar. Yep. <laughs> Here we go. Here's Spock's mom, Jane Wyman from Lost Horizon, one of my favorite movies of all time. Great to see her here. I love that they got these people back. I mean, it's not anything unusual by this point, but I don't, it always, it always gives me like, you know, like warms the cockles of my heart that like these actors have such nice, I mean, I know they want work too, but it just the idea that, you know, she hadn't done a Star Trek thing in 20 years. Is it the same actress? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The same actress. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's amazing for her. She's like, I'm making a major motion picture right now. This is amazing. Yeah. She was a giant star in the 30s and 40s, and then she gets to come back. I think think this is her last film. I I think I I read that online. I read that. This is her last movie. I mean, she didn't die immediately after, but she basically sort of retired. I think they kind of got her out just to do this, but. I love it's kind of funny, too, because uh, she hasn't seemed to age at all, and Nimoy has. She is beautiful. She is. Men age faster, <laughs> like, physically. Oh, at a certain point, Leonard Nimoy and Mark, uh, Mark Leonard are passing each other in terms of their ages. Yeah. <laughs> All that right. smoking Leonard did, I mean, probably there didn't you happen, go. I mean, honestly. There you yeah. go. Here it comes yeah. now. It's so a for... giant salami. That's but... what I've always thought. It, looks it like does look like that. I always thought it looked like a giant licorice piece, like a giant piece of black licorice lying through the sky. We got a note here. First female captain. Female captain. There you go. Oh, cool. Like this guy. I love that there's there's an alien, clearly an alien serving. I mean, that guy's clearly not human. He's the same species as the president of Earth in Star Trek Six. I think yeah, Red Foreman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Red Foreman. <laughs> That's right. President Red Foreman. Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. Bunch of dumbasses. Yeah. 
So we were talking about her card, you know, coming out to do this movie. But I think by this point, everyone knew it was going to be a huge hit. I mean, and mm-hmm. I didn't know this until I was doing some research. But this was the highest grossing Star Trek film until the reboot in two thousand nine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it 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 has a broad based appeal because it's mm-hmm. it's a you know other than the stuff with the the Klingons at the beginning, you don't really need to know any of the backstory. Really, this was the first one that banked with an international audience. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. They called it the Voyage Home, then Star Trek Four over there, like Voyage. Yeah, home oh, was that's like right. Yeah, the yeah. title. But did yeah, they because, really? Oh, I didn't know. Star they did. Trek Three had done home. too well. Yeah, overseas. Yeah. Yeah. So that table. Anyone know the story? <laughs> what happens to that table? Yeah. Tell it, Chris. <laughs> it ends up in engineering in the next generation. It's the centerpiece of engineering. That- yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Never that's throw so anything cool. away. That's the one yeah. Jordy's always using. That's okay, awesome. So this guy is an athlete, right? He's like a soccer player. A, a tennis player. I think. A tennis player. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that either. <laughs> yeah, and he's in uh he's in uh Octopussy? He's in the James Bond. Yeah, film. he's in Octopussy, right? Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Good for him. I like the uh, makeshift solar sail. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. You get the idea. Okay, they made something like a solar. That sounds really cool. And again, I couldn't tell you how that works, but it sounds neat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This guy's de- uh, desperation you can hear in his voice. Yeah, I mean, it really came through well. The actor really did a great job with just a tiny little part. How terrifying! Anybody... Sorry, sorry, Rob. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Does anybody feel kind of weird now about Admiral Cartwright, Bark? Brock Peters there because oh right knowing what we know yeah in Star Trek Six it's like oh man I like that guy yeah yeah it was a a great reveal in Star Trek Six but it's like oh it kind of paints this yeah he's he's a good guy in reality here still yeah the the voice of Darth Vader's a bad guy who would have imagined (laughs) he did the he did Darth Vader in all the the radio dramas oh okay well maybe not maybe not all of them but some of them enemy vessel (laughs) sir that was our first one yeah there it is. (laughs) It's like, hey, that line was really popular in Star Trek 3. We're going to bury it in the ground, this movie. <laughs> they replaced the Klingon food packs. <laughs> I love this little aside. They replaced it with giving a sour stomach. Oh, was, is that what it was? <laughs> yes. See, there's a fart joke in this movie, right. too, not just see, Star Trek 5. <laughs> see, Rob, fart jokes can be funny. See, I didn't see. That's funny. I never took it as that. I took it as that, like, Scotty's been in a crappy mood. And, like, you know, Kirk, I, I Kirk's just kind of like. Farting. Okay, all right. Now, how did Sarek Savick not tell him this to this point? How is this the first time they've had this conversation? Three months they've had to have three this months. She's had to, she's had time to tell him. She's been avoiding him clearly. Uh, it's because she's pregnant. Yeah, I mean, she, oh, I mean, they, there you go. she had a whole. There was a whole other script oh, at one go. point for her. Awkward. We totally didn't bone. We totally <laughs> did not bone. So apparently, I, I, I they were they decided that it would just be too much having two Vulcans back yeah. in 1960. Yeah. So that's why she got written out. And the, the pregnant stuff never got filmed. It was only in one of the scripts about her being pregnant. But we you know we all just kind of accepted it as written. It's in the novelization, isn't it? And how come we don't have anything after that? I mean, Spock could have kids in Next Generation. We should see that. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't run with that at some point. I mean, Robin Curtis was on TNG, you know. At, at, yep. So why not? They can appear at some point still, guys. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They can still still be out there. Oh, like Spock has a sister or something. That sounds crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You made that up. (laughs) So one of the great things about this movie is there's no bad guy. 
That's yeah, what I, right. one of the things yeah. I love about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could say the probe is a bad guy, but I think of it more as a natural disaster. That's one of the things. Yeah, that's so... totally. It's totally natural disaster. Yes. Yeah, man's the bad guy. Man's the bad <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, it really is yeah. the whalers at the end. We are. It was a metaphor. The movie yeah, was it's... all an environmental metaphor. Um, yeah. I mean, not a metaphor, really. It's pretty in your yeah. face. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, you know, Savick could have gone a long way to helping clear their names if she went with them, though, because, I mean, they did come and save her. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. she mm-hmm. was there being held captive by Klingons. She's like, you know, no, were... peace out. I'm going to stick here on Vulcan from now on. You know what? The weather is nicer here. I like the hang soup. Out with, <laughs> hang out with grandma here. And... Right. <laughs> mother-in-law. <laughs> the mother-in-law. Right. Here's our, our blubbery probe. Yeah. So, so the sounds from the probe, I've, Chris. Again, I assume you know the story on the sounds of the probe. Uh, I don't know if I know that one. Go ahead. So Nimoy kept describing how he wanted it to sound the wub 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 noise, and he kept trying to discuss it with the sound effects guy. They couldn't get there. So finally, the guy said, "What do you want it to sound like?" So Nimoy went in a sound booth and recorded him going wub 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 wub, and they fiddled with it and adjusted it. But yeah, the sound of the probe is technically Leonard Nimoy's voice going through a lot of modulation. <laughs> oh, cool! I, I didn't know that, that either. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Does awesome. he do the whale voices too? Like he's like Frank Welker <laughs> talent, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> 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 well, they both play Megatron, Galvatron. So you know, that's right. <laughs> now I know that Nicholas Meyer, uh, they well not Meyer and Nimoy fought with the studio because the studio wanted subtitles mm-hmm. for the probe, and he they were like, no, it's going to ruin it. We don't. We just it just needs to be mysterious, and apparently they screened it both ways and the the comment cards came back and said no i don't we no we don't need to no it doesn't bother me i didn't know what the probe said and they were like all right and they they, they won that fight oh my god that would have made it so stupid it oh yeah. it terrible. Yes. such a cheesy factor into it like where are you whales you know it's say along the same lines that's the reason i never read the book and Star Trek. whistles Right. Yeah. That's the reason I never read the book Star Trek Probe. Same reason. I was like, I don't want to know. Like, I've read a lot uh, of Star Trek books. I refuse to that read was that was like one. when I started collecting books, Shag. I, I think Probe was the first uh, one of the books that I, I just got. And then I started, like, going on a search for all of the hardcover books. The, right, immediately after this movie, I, I probably walked out of the theater and walked into a bookstore because I started reading Star Trek books immediately after this. I bought three <laughs> of them. I read them. To this day, I'm still reading books featuring these characters. Oh, this is a great bit here with yeah, Bones. This is all Spock. recurring stuff. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> He's trying so hard to not be like a dick to Spock again. And the Spock's is not, not helping him at all. Just so people at home know, this is what it's like when I try and talk to Rob on a real level. I just, I get nothing. I get nothing from That's him at true. all. Yes. I just get very <laughs> impassive. Yes. I, I apparently have to die to have a common frame of reference to talk with Rob. <laughs> I love that. You really have gone where no man's gone before. Like, that's a phrase in their culture. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone where no man's gone. No one's gone before. It's a plaque on the ship in Star Trek V. So, you know. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I use this. I use that all the time. When someone doesn't out. get a joke and I go, when someone doesn't understand a joke I made, I go, it's the story with the humorous climax. Fox <laughs> <laughs> is totally I'm... messing with Bones in this scene. It's you like... think so? You think he yes. really doesn't understand? I do think so. And Leonard Nimoy directed this, and I bet you that's mm. what he was thinking. Like, um, I, I mean, if he could have, he would have winked. 
Yeah, yeah. Spock, Spock did enjoy tweaking everyone with his, you know, like, yeah. you know, with his Vulcanness <laughs> over the years. So you mentioned Nimoy directing. I didn't know that Shatner, by contract, was supposed to direct this movie, but he couldn't because of T.J. Hooker. And so he opted to wait for the next yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. Star Trek Five is actually just a result of favored a favored for the favored nations contract. Clause, yeah, that was signed in like the sixties. That's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, and so, but I mean, that's like why the language is more specific now, um, because he used that as like from something that long ago is favored nations, meaning that he gets to direct a film also, which is that just, seems crazy that you would say, wait a minute, some contract. You wrote in that you signed in 1966. Is, we're going to oh, hand a hundred million dollars to like come on. can hold uh, studios hostage with their contracts and with and that's, especially in the position of playing these icons, they can really yeah. hold. The, the that's why hostage. we don't have a new Star Trek for. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same yeah. reason. So we no, just saw so. we just saw Major Barrett playing Nurse yep. Chapel, and this will be yep. her last time playing the character. How yep. awesome that she and got was... Nurse Chapel in this. There was Michael Berryman. As, yeah, thank uh, you, Chris. I wanted to mention that was Michael Berryman. Yeah, right? one of the aliens, yeah, from The Hills Have Eyes, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. great. The great Michael Berryman. The great. Also Michael in Berryman. Weird Science is one of the. Yes, he is. You're one of the bikers, yeah. yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's also in Doc Savage, Man of Bronze. He's in that movie, oh, too. right. That's right. Here we go. Oh, uh, this this scene with the, uh, the, the president of Earth, I, I cry. Like I get emotional during this part. Yeah, you're just like, wow, we really did it this time, guys. We really did it to ourselves. We killed the planet. Yep. And now the only hope for us is for the future to save us, so we don't have to do anything. <laughs> That's what we're doing now, right? Isn't that what mm-hmm. we're basically? <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Hey, Brother Thunberg, figure this out. You know <laughs> that kind of thing. It's what we're doing. The message here was always, don't worry about it. The future is going to figure it out. Well, that's one thing Nicholas Meyer didn't like about the ending of it. He didn't like the way that this movie ends with with Jillian. He liked he wanted Jillian to stay in the past and fight for, for oh, you know, really? to, to change the timeline, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would create a paradox. Yeah, it would create an awful paradox. He, she had to go. Yeah, she would have created a whole new timeline. Yeah. Avoid the planet Earth at all costs. All costs. That's, where I, that's where I keep all my stuff. Yeah, yeah. A great musical like sting too. After he says that, like the dun, like the down note, yeah. like it's great. Spot yeah, I love the like everybody, so the shots of everybody reacting to it. I really like that, Chris. I never knew that 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 was what Nicholas Meyer wanted. You know, it's funny. It's like I totally get that. I'm glad they didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, I'm totally glad I, they didn't. Do I, it. I love Nicholas Meyer, but some of the things he wanted to do in these films, everybody was right to over overrule him on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love <laughs> Jillian. There's a lot of things in this movie that was supposed to go different. It's not quite at Jaws level of accidental classic, but I mean, there's so many things in this movie that were supposed to go a different direction that didn't happen to make this movie so perfect. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about Jillian when we get to her, I assume. Mm -hmm. The changes Mm -hmm. that could have happened there. Oh, yeah. There's always so much that was supposed to happen that didn't come together. And it just, the, the final product's perfect. (laughs) <laughs> I, lo- I love that Spock's here this read where he says that the other forms of the uh the must Human be meant for man. I love <laughs> I love this the way he's must be meant for man. <laughs> he's sarcastic. Yeah. He's like, come on, McCoy. There's lots of other life forms. This is great. This equipment looks really great too. Like I love all the, yeah. the art direction. Everything's in red. 
you know, it's a very Klingon-y kind of thing. You could very imagine. angry. Yeah, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes yeah. totally. <laughs> Michael Okuda did a good job. Feels Is like that Michael Okuda? Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, he, he did this kind of stuff. And claustrophobic in there in a way mm-hmm. that the Enterprise isn't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good observation. Mm-hmm. It looks smoky. You know, it looks like it, yeah. you know, like it just doesn't look like it's maybe the healthiest. It's a ship. <laughs> place it looks like they're on a ship, uh, yeah. not on a casino. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or an Apple store. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. <laughs> I like that we're supposed to pretend that what Michelle Nichols just did did, did anything with those three buttons. <laughs> like, she just kind of like click, click, click. Oh, that somehow did what. How is it's that different milk. from the classic series, though? Right, it is. Filter right, yeah. on something? No, yeah. that, that's, like come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think McCoy's outfit could work on Andor. It, it really, <laughs> it just it kind of looks. It, it could work on Star Wars too. It does. I yeah, it. I could see yeah. him in the Mos Eisley totally. Cantina. Totally. Yeah. I, I feel like this was the movie where DeForest Kelly just got to wear a badass costume. He was. I was like, going to say he yeah. looks great. Yeah, he yeah. does. He was like, I want, I want to dress the way I feel comfortable. Oh, I love the music sting that comes up when they get to the their target when it stops. By and the then you hear the, 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 the music there. Not right. It's nope, coming up. Yep. There it go. is. Yeah. That I love. And you hear them. It's great. Now this sequence, what we're about to see <laughs> is my favorite piece of star Trek ever. This is my favorite movie. As I already said, this is my favorite star Trek scene ever because it is the perfect distillation of these three characters. You know, it's, the hand wringing, we can't do that. The pure logic, and then the action. You know, it really is the id ego and super ego. <laughs> Plus, it has a great laugh. I remember seeing this in the theater, and we get to that line by McCoy. People erupted because you get it. You've you've spent all your time with these guys. You understand where they're going. They don't and have. We'll, they don't even say it. Yeah. No, they don't say it. And on VHS, it was ruined because they what? pan and scan it. And you don't you don't see all three people. They have no. to pan over to Kirk as he does his line here. We have, we have no choice. Kirk being Kirk, we must destroy the probe. He's <laughs> like, nope, that's not going to work, Admiral. And then they, <laughs> and he's just getting frustrated, standing there. And then the movement of it, where okay, Spock kind of leans in again, wonderfully directed by Nemo. Here we go. You could find some humpback whales. You just said there aren't. Except yes, Doctor. That is exactly what I said. <laughs> and then, well, in that case, the arm comes up. Now, wait just a damn it. <laughs> Kirk's off. That's it. Kirk's done. He's yep. He's he's got his plan. He's off. I oh god, that Bones that... is so angry. He's like, God damn it, Spock. Yeah, oh, bad idea. And I just again, I love because they never say with well, like Kirk does at the end, but it, but they already all three know what's happening without it being said. Yep. Oh God, I just it, there's I, your chapel talking, and there's Yeoman Rand. Yay! Oh, is that Yeoman yeah. Rand? Yeah. yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeoman Rand. Look at this. Lee Whitney. Yeah. I love this useless. weird contraption. I don't yeah. know what this does, but it's, it's supposed <laughs> to brace the window from breaking, and it fails miserably. It Why didn't Lieutenant Kevin Riley ever show back up? You know, I mean, come on. You know. Um, <laughs> wait, no. I think Riley was on the. Grissom or the um, Reliant. Oh, there's, too, by the way, there was in the background was Jane Weedland from the Go Go's yeah, uh, on the screen. There, it's a weird little mm. cameo. Joan of Arc from Bill and Ted. <laughs> That's oh right. Gosh. That's right. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> Off the deep end, Mister Scott. I humpback, love. I love. Humpback humpback. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
this is a batshit crazy idea in a plot <laughs> at all. It's like they're going over like the logistics of what they need to do. And they're like, can we build a tank in this ship? And that's a crazy idea. That's just a crazy idea. Because they were like, great, we get the whales. Now we have to bring them back. This scene. Hold on. This hold on. Here comes the great line. Tell the probe to go do <laughs> to go do whatever the hell with itself or whatever. Yeah. Cindy and I idea whenever, the time. whenever we're on a road trip and go around like a, a interstate exit that just like turns you around on yourself, we paraphrase McCoy talking about sure. Pick up enough speed, slingshot around the sun. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> yeah. It's a running I, gag in the car, you know. I, I, I use yeah, a no, line. I don't of, understand that why they, that's just not standard time travel practice for everybody, <laughs> right? <laughs> Chris, I use a line from this movie when I'm driving too. Whenever my wife goes, "Where are we?" I go, "Out of control and blind as a bat." Or blind as a bat and out of control every time. I love this little bit where the, the he says satellite reserve power, and then the the picture gets better. I just love that that like you know they're losing reception and uh, put tinfoil on the rabbit ears. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, this. Wipe this... the screen off. That helps for some reason. Yeah, that I helps. <laughs> It's raining inside somewhere. Yeah, yeah. What, what is there? Is the roof leaking? What's happening? I don't understand that. Get him back. Get him back. It's about to. Yeah. And then we're going to pick the movie up oh, right oh, at this oh, very oh, go. Oh. Get him back. Get him back. We're going to see that scene in a second or in later oh, on in the movie. That's it. They're all yeah. in trouble now. <laughs> you had one job. Kirk, Kirk's like, you know, I'm going to bail you all out again. You know, that's once again. Like, once again, which is once what again, they're also just... angry about. They're like, "Don't <laughs> let him be the hero again." <laughs> <laughs> once again, we successfully saved the universe as we know it, as he said in Star Trek Six. So. That's right. <laughs> what are some of the components? I love them. Yeah, this is every Star Trek show needs one character like this that can just come up with this nonsense off the top of his head. That's why Data's there. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we got to have somebody that just knows all this stuff. Hamlet? Yeah. Hamlet, Act, one, act one, scene four. Hey, Siskoid. Siskoid, yeah. There yeah, you go. There you go. <laughs> it's interesting. Like, I, I've often wondered if they didn't have enough money because when they're when they're flying through space, the way they show the ship breaking up is they, it just shakes really bad and like the wall cracks open, but it's and steam blows on her face or whatever. But like, it's so effective. It, it mm-hmm. just works. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the steam's on the way home. I can't remember. But either no, way, no, it's, no, it's, no. I, I think it's. Oh no! I think that's when they go. Around. Yeah, I think it's on the way back. Okay, I think because this is of such this an exciting too. scene, guys. This count up to warp, like in this tin bucket. That mm-hmm. yeah, are they going to make it? Are they not going to make it? It's it's effective. Yeah, when when we're in a car again in a car, Cindy is like telling me, "Okay, you need to turn in like one point six, one point five, and I'll go one point five. I'll do the I'll do the Sulu voice. Nine point two. <laughs> I need breakaway thrusters now. Look at this. Probably get hot in there. Yeah. You know, if I get real hot. All sweating. It it sounds like styrofoam squeaking together, though. It's actually what it sounds like when you listen. (laughs) They would be incinerated. Oh, yeah. It was here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. I like how they they actually are concerned for a hole. Yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) That's new. Slingshot. <laughs> Slingshot it now. Yeah. 
I, right. I mean, what are the physics of this? Why, I, why I going around care. the sun? It, why does that do anything? I mean, but, this course, is like me shot. not caring that Superman can just break the time barrier because yeah. he can. Because he can. Because you know? he like... can. I don't mean to be that guy, but does this really not work? Like, I thought if you sling, I mean, not the time travel part, but don't you, if you do the slingshot, don't you go really effing fast? I thought that was legit. What? This is, this is like all this weirdo stuff. All of a sudden we're in a Pink Floyd album. Does this happen every time you time travel in Star Trek? Just this one time? (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's, Hmm. it's basically supposed to represent Kirk's dreams and that's, you know, supposed to be the whale. Then you see the water, which is supposed to represent Iowa where he grew up. Um, well, who's that? Really? Kirk, it's all yeah. This is all supposed to be in Kirk's this is head. Like two thousand one stuff, right here. Yeah, that's that a Star Child right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I had no idea this was supposed to be Kirk's dream. Well, I had no clue. That's what it was. That's what I read a million years ago. It was <laughs> like the water was supposed to represent that, and, and these reeds you see are supposed to represent his memories of Iowa. Generic person representing that fell from the sky. I read it years ago. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> the reeds are really kind Tell of strange. Me. Iowa. It almost apparently. looks like this is where General Zod and the Phantom Zone. Guys <laughs> yeah, they land. The fisherman. <laughs> yeah, you see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense. You're seeing Kirk right after that. Okay. I, I don't know. I never took it that way, but I could I'd see that. But the interesting thing was all the sound bites are from later in the movie. Yes. Yeah. So very clever. No women in Kirk's mind. Their own movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you know which woman should Miramani should have been in that dream sequence. (laughs) Oh Lord! It's Star Trek Generations all over again. Carol Marcus, come on. Carol Marcus, Edith Keeler. (laughs) I like how everyone wakes up at the same time. Don't you think there'd be somebody who would just take longer and they'd be like, "Check off, wake the hell up." (laughs) Oh, we don't. Oh, there's Uhura. Yeah, we see. There she is. Okay, yeah, everybody's awake. Yeah. No, he's to show you that he there's zero there. consequences of time traveling on your body. It's your fine. Everybody's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when? When? Spot? When? <laughs> pollution content. Judging yeah, yeah. by the pollution content. <laughs> Everybody in the theater cracked up at that part. You know, dig. Yeah. Pollution yeah. content. Been Everyone here all of two seconds. We're already dumping on us. Thanks, Spot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that stands very true. Like, if you did time travel, you'd be able to find us by the plastic islands. Um, yeah, yeah. We're crossing the Terminator into night. Oh, here comes Sulu's big line. Well, not immediately, but coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is just such a capital A adventure movie. You know, it really is. It's that's it's, fair. Yeah. It's so it's sci-fi, of course it is, but it is just it's like Jaws or Raiders. It's just so swashbuckling and so you know, like upbeat, even though this is all dire stuff. You know they're gonna get out of it. You know it's gonna be successful, and it's just a matter of throwing hurdles at them and watching them clear them. But man, this is just Well, after the the last two movies, this is the perfect breathing. It's funny. funny. This is technically supposed to be the third part of a trilogy. But for me, this movie is all about new beginnings because the ending, Mm. you know, in Spock's back, it's Spock's new beginning. The Enterprise A. So for this movie, this will always be a new beginning for me. That's how I see this movie. Mm. Yeah, Um, I I agree with that. Mm. I, I, I think it was the nitpickers guy. The guy that wrote that said this was just a fun romp in the grass after the space opera that was the previous two movies, you know, and I've always, it's like stuck in my mind. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what this is. It's just, yeah. a, 
It's like it's like one of the you know it's it's like one of the fun episodes of the show. It's a piece of the action. It's yeah. It's it's shore leave. It's one of those. Tomorrow was yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. This movie performing <laughs> yeah. as well as it did and resonating as well as it did is why there was a Star Trek: The Next Generation greenlit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. This is the last Trek movie where this is the only Trek that you could see. After yeah. that, the show that there was, was TNG, and then all of a sudden, hit. yeah, they were like, "Let's do TNG." This is a huge hit, and then everybody in the cast of Star Trek, the original cast, got all pissed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they got to reuse the next gen sets whenever they made a movie. <laughs> oh, here we go. San Francisco. San Francisco. I was born there. There you go. Who hasn't said that in their lives? <laughs> I like how they they know, you know, well, Starfleet headquarters is in San Francisco, so they all know it. I like that. Mm-hmm. I love how bored Chekhov sounds when he says that. When he when he gives out the orders, check it was yes, sir. <laughs> I'm so disinterested. <laughs> Every line McCoy has is gold in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, joy. <laughs> I think every line McCoy had, period, was gold, really. I mean, oh, well, okay. The course of the series and the movies and yeah. I just felt like a very vital piece of the picture of Star Trek's whole success. More vital than anybody I think realizes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I love Spock's solution here. It's 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 his you know it's his wool hat from City on the Edge of Forever basically. <laughs> did did they change this robe he's wearing from the end of Star Trek Three? Because if they didn't, how lucky was it that they basically gave him a terry cloth robe in Star <laughs> Trek Three that worked yeah. perfect for 1986? <laughs> just looked like I thought he I thought he looked like remember the guy on work from work that was the crazy guy that yes yeah it sort of reminded me he of does here. Look That's like that looked, guy yeah he looked, yeah. <laughs> This is an extremely primitive and paranoid culture. Oh, they how used, things have changed. Well, they used all these bits in the commercials too yep. to make the yep. you know to make the people laugh and stuff. Yeah. Remove your rank and insignia. Why? Why bother? They're not going to know what it is. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, just important like jewelry. Like yeah. seriously. Yeah. Well, the, the only people wearing a uniform are uh, Uhura and Scotty's got a little bit uh, of a he's got like the a, bomber jacket. Version. Yeah, he's got like the relaxed uniform. Yeah. There's San Francisco. Now we went here for our Kelly and I went here for our <laughs> half of our honeymoon. Did you go to this uh, park? Uh, yes, we did. We d- I took a picture of me in front of the sign that said right. Golden Gate Park. Did so, you make yes. her collect garbage? I mean, come I on, did. Rob. <laughs> I like the way she <laughs> fights. You are the man. Uh, I like. But, I like yes. to think this is like Rob and Chris bickering before Superman movie minute. Like, ah, <laughs> she wanted to buy a toaster for a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I love this effect too. By the way, it's so simple, but man, I love when yeah. that when the, mm-hmm. the 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 landing thing hits the grass and it crunches it down. Again, yeah. so oh, the flattens the can. Yeah, so yeah. simple and yet just so effective. Of like, oh yeah, well that's this thing weighs several thousand yes. tons. Probably yeah. the grass is going to be depressed a little bit when you land this thing in it. I love it on oh, this this great this yeah. look at this effect. It is impressive that people don't seem to, like, run into it constantly, though, while they're parked there. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Right at the picnic table, bonk. Right by a picnic table, like, everybody (laughs) would be going there. I I didn't see nothing, and neither did you. (laughs) Why, guys? Why wouldn't you say something, though? Why are they so afraid? Because they know everyone. In 1986, if you said you saw aliens, people thought you were nuts. I'm guessing this is supposed to be four in the morning, but, like, why are those guys collecting garbage at night? Like what? 
Wait, well, yeah, who does like that? Four in the morning. That's I guess the it idea. is super early. This is their the beginning of their route. Yep. This everybody is great. The music. Where we part. That's, yeah, that's that everybody. Line. That line. Immortal. So good. Immortal line. And then <laughs> bang, there you go. And now we're now it's super fun and noisy, and we get the, we get a texture we've never gotten in a, really in a Star Trek show. Uh, the Trek music's this, j- this music's this upbeat jazz. If you're listening, oh, there's double dumbass. Well, double dumbass on you. Double dumbass on you. <laughs> I remember getting the biggest laugh out of that because I was, you know, like uh, I was like eleven. I thought, oh, Captain Kirk cuss, you know. Yeah, I remember loving it. I clearly got it wrong. <laughs> Nuclear <laughs> arms talk. No, talk said the stalled. That's not good. Oh no! Here oh, comes the- Kirk's. Like, oh, we're later than I thought. <laughs> They're still using money. This is the bane of every Star Trek writer's existence. <laughs> yeah, that this movie announced that they don't have money in the future. I love <laughs> this. Lie. It's break lie. up. You look like a cadet review. <laughs> I didn't understand that joke for years. <laughs> Surely then. This is great. They do a great little job. Here. They're so nervous. They can't break, they can't break up. I love, I love that wave. He's like, ah, oh, those guys. That was yeah. us at Rob's wedding. All the podcasters. We just kind of hung together. We didn't know how to mingle. I said that. I said, break up. You look like a cadet review. And then nobody listened to me. That's different because. <laughs> no, nice callback here. Yes. Oh, this is amazing. This joke is so... <laughs> There's a gift from Dr. McCoy. <laughs> it, it will be again. <laughs> that it doesn't make sense. Though. No, that it would, doesn't. That would result in a paradox. Yes, so, it would. Yeah, so. well, but the Great. money's going to be a present. You know, that's what he's Great. saying. Now. And they will be yeah. again. That's the beauty of it. He's so happy with his own. Is that a lot? He acts like he's some great haggler and he didn't know what, you know. Money, yeah, money. Like it looks dad. like it looks like yeah, like a dad, like at an amusement park. I right? hear it now. It's like <laughs> you know, take this money, go buy yourself a, a, a Mickey pretzel, and get out of here. You know. <laughs> hey, now, Corey. I, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shaq. No, you go ahead, Corey. I just wanted to ask you, kind of, put on your movie producer hat a little. What level of people are actors, and which level are people? Just wandering the street, like do you? You obviously don't let extras get that close to the actors when they're doing their lines, right? No, they're all anybody you see in the shot is like an actual extra. Okay, needs to be paperwork. And I know there's a scene coming up with this woman, right? The Wessels woman, yeah. Directions from, and the only reason that she's in the movie is because her car was blocked in, (laughs) and she wanted a speaking role in the movie, and then it worked out. And then they had to actually like chase her down because they didn't actually have her information. And once she was in the movie, you know, she needed paperwork. So all these faces you see, all these people that you see, like they, there's paperwork for every one of them. Okay. E- even if they're like just people they got off the street, they held them there and planned. Like those there's kids. The little kids on the skateboards. <laughs> yeah. Speaking this of little where... kids. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Chris. Oh, go ahead, yeah, Chris. this is the big, big yeah. cut scene here. This is the scene where they were supposed to bump into Sulu's uh, ancestor. Akira. Akira Sulu. Yes, and the little kid wasn't an actor, and his mom apparently was a bit of a pain, and they never could get him to do He said the footage was unusable of him because he yeah. was. Yeah. You wouldn't go get another kid? Like, yeah. I, I think it was just a schedule thing. They didn't have okay. time. Oh, man. I think it was something George Takai was pushing for, and they, they worked it in, but then when they, they lost <laughs> it, and 
if you read Star Trek movie memories, he was just crushed by it. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. his moment. You know, I think they it's, worked uh, at it. I think they worked at it in the novelization. This is the woman who they oh, blocked yeah. in, <laughs> or one yeah. of these women. Yeah, it's the lady that messes with her hair when she. Well, yeah, she's going to speak. Her. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, it's kind of they have to give her a SAG card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. This is it. This is her. Oh, I don't know if I know the answer to that. <laughs> she yeah. improvised this, I think. Yep, uh-huh. she did. <laughs> That's what I said. Alamita. <laughs> oh, here we go. Right. Kirk yeah. Thatcher right here. Associate producer. <laughs> if you enjoyed him in uh, Werewolf by Night, you'll love him here in Star Trek 4. Well, he wrote the lyrics himself. Go ahead, Chris. VFX and Star Trek Two on the on the SETI eels and yeah he's 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 heavily involved here. <laughs> so what happens here, Rob, is he reprises the role in Picard season two. Oh, does he? Cameo. Oh, that's funny. And to go another with what, what? seven of nine, and she is. He is so traumatized by this. He's not the same person. <laughs> Basically, yes. he's like really scared of them when they approach him. <laughs> now, he that's appeared, a fun bit. All right, I got to admit, that's a funny bit. Also appeared in Spider-Man: Homecoming as a punk with a ghetto blaster as well. Jeez, oh, oh, right. that I, I did not know. That right. one I had to find out on the internet. But they yeah, wanted to use a different piece right. of music here, and he suggested that like this is what punk sounded like, and that's why he like composed. He had that piece that it's like his music. It's crazy. Let's just push that button. We'd be better off dead. So I have a question for the group. Did anyone use Duran Duran or something? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Duran Duran. (laughs) So so I have a discussion question. We'll just have to work it in throughout whenever we don't want to say something else. But So this is a view of 1986, right, in films. And we watch it now, and a lot of it looks dated. Back to the Future came out one year before this, which took place in 1985. So my question is, and fill it in when you can, is which film looks more dated for their 1980s scenes? Hmm. This I, movie, uh, this movie looks more dated. I th- I think so too. I really do. There's a lot I'm, of like like classic '80s styles happening in this movie. I've I've been right here. I stood right there. The the Cetacean Institute. Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. Monterey Aquarium. It was right there. They just slapped that sign up in the front. All right, who, who's who's telling the Jillian story? Someone do it. Dr. Jillian Taylor is here with us now, played by the fabulous Catherine Hicks, who will later go on to star in Seventh Heaven with Commander, with Captain Decker. <laughs> um, no, I'm not going to tell this story. Go for it, Shag. I know. No, you- Chris, you're our Star Trek lore expert. You got I, this. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. What, uh, this, uh, character, uh, was changed that were originally developed as a character for Eddie Murphy. Who was a <laughs> fan? It's insane. Wanted wanted to be much like Richard Pryor. Wanted to be in super a Superman film, and we all know how well that turned that. out. <laughs> yes, that was going to happen here, and they, he was going to be. I, well, I think it was wasn't he a school teacher who had yeah. kind of figured out that, like an that environmentalist. songs, an environmentalist, and that 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 the you know that that alien transmissions were connected to whale songs and. And, and, you know, they were going to like hook up with him, but uh, he read it and hated it and went and did the golden child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There'd be no golden child if he hadn't have gotten to turn this down. What a loss to cinema history, even though yeah, I like that movie. Yes. Uh, Just like, oh, it's crazy. The, I, the movie, it would, the movie would have been such a joke with him. Yes. In it. Yeah. it would have been an Eddie Murphy movie. It, it's amazing to think that they would have had that lived in example of Superman three and that would not have thrown 
them off to say, no, we're yeah. not going to do that. You can't. He's too big a star. He he's could have single-handedly big. destroyed the future of Star Trek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Might not yeah. have been a next generation if he had starred in this movie. It's a shame yeah. that he has not been able to get worked into Trek because he's a big Trekker. He is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, but not that big of a role, like just too big. You know what I mean? Like he's in a, he did a movie called Boomerang where him and a woman watch an episode of Star Trek and he goes on and on about like that Captain Kirk is the manliest man that ever manned, you know, and, <laughs> and he, and he got that in in his insistence because he's such a Trek fan. But yeah, it would have just destroyed this movie to have Eddie I Murphy mean, in it. This is a really happen. good CGI, it, if you will, here or matte painting. That was really painting. well done. Beautiful. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. I mean, I'm sorry. Whoopi Goldberg was, you know, integrated into Next Generation. She was a big yep. movie star, and yep. it, it can be done. But it's, it can it's be done, yeah. Not Christian the way they Slater were going to do it. it. <laughs> that Christian Slater, yep. Doesn't um, ha- doesn't hurt that the casting director's last name was Slater. But Tyler yes. uh, Perry did it. That's yeah. right, Tyler Perry. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But tiny yeah. parts, tiny part. Not I, look. I love her in this. David I Cronenberg uh, did it recently. That's right. Uh, I yeah. I I love. I love uh, her in this. I oh, really she's do. Great. I think she's just yeah. terrific. Um, another movie I will point out that she, of course she was in Child's Play after this. That was another big hit. But the thing I, the other movie I remember her from is she is in the Bill Murray version of The Razor's Edge, which as people mm. know is my favorite book. And uh-huh. I love those two movie, and I love those two movie versions, but they're, they mean something to me because they are the only two, the forties one and the Bill Murray one from the eighties are the only two film versions of that story and she's in that movie mm. uh it's not a great movie and she's not super great and i think she's a little miscast but i don't care if i ever saw her at a con, at a con uh i would get her to sign the razor's edge not something mm. from or maybe trick for maybe i couldn't resist right i would i would definitely talk to her about razor's edge because i feel like nobody asks her about that probably so, strangely strangely enough true. In, in 1986, uh she starred not only in this movie but also peggy sue got married so she starred in two movies where she's about time travel in the same year. I forgot that she's oh, even in that. Right. I saw, I've wow. seen that movie. Yeah. I don't even remember yeah. her. In that. I didn't know she was in Peggy Stu Got Married. I love that movie. She's perfect this... in that. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. Like she's totally the nun. She fits of, course there's the... A, of course, there's yeah. a nun in the tour. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I love how Kirk's looking around like, I fun? love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the look what? on his face. This go. is one of the My funniest moments in the God. movie. It's so funny. It was like you got yeah. to see Spock's underwear. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I love that. The, the, the head, the exasperated. The, the old lady has the best line coming up. Maybe he's singing to that man. <laughs> yeah. Great puppet. That's a great puppet with the big yeah. eye. That looks great. Yeah. All the whales. Like, I, I, you know, Maybe almost every he's singing the whales. to that man. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? The, yeah. it, says, it says the H word in front of the nun. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really, think about that. Uh, it it yeah. looks like very sensual what Spock is doing with the whale. It, it's <laughs> really messed up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, he did he did the same thing with the Horda. You know, I mean, it's okay. Right. You know? <laughs> paid, paid. Of course, giant meatloaf. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, famously, the they... cloth robe is so perfect for him to just. He's like, I always jump in tanks yeah. of water. <laughs> yeah. Good thing he wasn't going commando under that robe. Yeah. yeah, I love Kirk here <laughs> pretending like he's you know some voice you heard of authority. Yeah. <laughs> oh, with, and now she's going to notice this. Oh yeah, she's going to do as word we please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he just started calling him Jim, but he wouldn't do it, and he tried to get him to. 
Oh, that's right. He says Admiral, and she notices mm-hmm. that. That's right. Yeah. And then the running gag of the, 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 they're not the hell you're whales. <laughs> the running yep. gag of the, doesn't matter. How did you know that? Gracie knows she's pregnant. <laughs> the hell they did. Right. Col- colorful earth metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Gracie, I'm sorry, the Gracie lines later. Oh, my bad. Um, It's George and Gracie. I mean, that also is like, they named the yeah. whales George and Gracie. That's great. Nobody I nowadays think I get got that. that. And when I was a kid, because I knew George Burns, but I didn't know who Gracie was. Right, I knew right, right. Uh, she was long gone by this. Oh time. God, you know, you'd only movies. seen Oh God. Right, exactly. In the sequels, right. So, what a great shot that is with the bridge behind him. No, really this nice. is the, for when I remember though. This is wrong. They're on the wrong side. They wouldn't be here. Mm, this is the wrong side of the bridge. It just uh, looks good, but it looks great. It doesn't yeah. matter. It looks great. <laughs> Now, the, the scene with Spock in the tank, of course, famously, they got in a lot of trouble. Like, all these groups were outraged that, you know, they were in there filming that close to the whale and, and not realizing how good of a puppet it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, right. The animatronics were so good that the animal rights activists yeah. called in to, like, stop Star Trek from hurting whales. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, no, this guy, this jerk. Bob. 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 <laughs> she she says that so condescendingly. <laughs> you know, when he because he makes the he he makes the hard turn where he's being nice to her and then he jumps into the, you know, well, they they're just animals, you know. And he's like, Well, yeah, I don't think you really should maybe he doesn't work with the whales, maybe he's like a numbers guy or something, but like I would think you should not have this attitude about whales if you work at the Aquarium, <laughs> Institute. Yeah, yeah. Man- management pro tip: Don't call your employee kiddo. Just doesn't go well. <laughs> here we go. We're not talking about human beings here. Never- I love this line of hers. I really do. I don't know about you, but my compassion for someone is not limited to my estimate of their intelligence. That's I- why I like Rob. I don't, you know, I don't base my compassion on your level of intelligence. Oh. Zing, <laughs> man! The, the, in the Trek Three one, I walked into that shot with Chris took at me about my honeymoon, and now on this one, this is why am I why am I doing these commentaries? <laughs> Just see, before we started recording, Rob told us we weren't even allowed to talk. He was so excited no. to talk about this movie. So, yes, get my revenge. Yeah. So uh, we are now looking at the nuclear vessel. I love this. Yes. Is now saying again, this is the USS Ranger. That yep. they got to let them borrow for this movie. And, uh, you know, it's definitely not a prop or a set piece or a model. It's beautiful. <laughs> right? Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. That's great. Does anyone tear up, though, when he goes, it's the Enterprise? And he's like, understood. I get all like. Oh, it's great. But Columbia. It's, they found all. They found. Air- oh, here we go. <laughs> this is one of the great. Maybe the greatest joke. In Star Trek history, this bit coming no, up? No, it's a no? good one. We've already had really? some amazing jokes. Oh, God. I, I think this is top three greatest Robin Star Hood Trek Hood jokes. Robin Hood and Oh, wait. Are we talking about the... Well, we'll you tell me which joke the, it is. The Italian. The okay, Italian that's a good bit. joke. That's a good joke. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rhythmically Imp- perfect. It's, it's sort of improv, too, because they, they didn't quite get it right, so they just went with it. Oh, I would love to see the alt takes to see, you know, how they honed it because it's, it's to me, it's so perfectly timed. I love he just bullshits his way. That we'll do too much LDS. 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 <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, she calls him out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, if you went back in time three hundred years, how would you handle yourself? Would you? I like. I wouldn't handle myself this well. Oh yeah, no, no you wouldn't know any of the references no, or I mean, anything. This is just how dumb people were in the 80s, too, that it was normal for people to just pick up strangers and yeah, that's true. Car. Yeah. 
like people were really okay with that. I'm glad at least she has the line though. Don't don't do any funny business because I have a tire iron right where I can. Like okay, there's mm-hmm. some acknowledgement that yeah, you know, she's like okay, you guys might be total weirdos. Just pick up two fifty year old men like who are <laughs> swimming in her fish tank. I mean, pretty crazy. That's the first time Kirk's acknowledged as being from Iowa too. Yes, right? it is. Yeah, it never had been established before, so. And we don't, Tiberius wasn't canonized until Star Trek Six. so, you know. The right, the, the, yeah, James Tiberius, Kirk. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that yeah. far along. It okay. was mentioned on the animated series, but you know how that's mm. always up for debate, you know, so, or it was. I think nowadays it's kind of, yeah, it's it's real. It happened, you know, so. <laughs> well, the little kid shouts it in the remake, so I take that. <laughs> yeah. I, I love really... this coming up. No, no dipshit, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that too. <laughs> I, I, she totally sells how passionate she is about this. She re- but she's not didactic. She's not humorless. You know what I mean? Like that, this character could have fallen very easily into a scold. Just kind this of character always... deserves to come back. Um, yeah. now that they're doing all of this, like we deserve to hear the story of what happens. To yes, Taylor, I would know, totally after. watch that show. Yeah. I would totally watch. You know, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cetacean expert of the Star Trek world. Yeah, I it just it would be now like great. twenty years later. She'd be like the expert on that probe and the whales. So, yeah. Oh, a good go. this is great. yeah. This is. I was quoting this earlier. I got it out of order, but yeah. I can't say, but I, I like Spock's just watching all of this. He's just like, okay, he's sizing this up. We're not in the military. See, there you go. Mm. <laughs> uh, biggest argument. I love this. <laughs> You're not Good. catching us at our best. Possibly. That much is certain. That much is certain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that like much Laurel certain. and Hardy. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. Evan Costello. It's so yeah. good. Oh, God, here it is. This just. Where would you ever have this in a Star Trek piece of, you know, entertainment? This kind of rhythm. You guys like Italian? (laughs) What do you say? Well, this is great. No, yes. No, yes. (laughs) Yes. I love Italian. (laughs) So do you. And so do you. And so do you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll give you a crop. It is a very good Come on. Not the best ever. So I. And they Spock ends up going anyway, which is kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, he ends up not getting it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. his way. Yeah, that's right. Vulcans so, don't like uh, breadsticks. So yeah. this is crazy. I didn't know that transparent aluminum is a real thing now. So uh, I, I, they apparently were inspired by the movie to give it the name. But yeah, so they have developed a product that's a transparent aluminum. It's like eighty percent transparent. That's the hardest clear pl- uh, polymer or whatever the <laughs> hell it is. It, wow. It's real. Yeah, man. Cool. So is Soli and Green now. The world is crazy. Yes. <laughs> I so just love that they bullshitted their way into this. Millions of miles. Thousands. Thousands, 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 thousands of miles. Thousands of miles. <laughs> don't bury the limp boats. Don't bury yourself in the park. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's wearing an I quit smoking button. It's never mentioned in the film. It's never a reference. But you know what? That's the thing people did back then. And it's just kind of a nice touch to say, here's a bit of realism. Nimoy should have taken that to heart, by the way. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I love. This. I hop on the. He makes him his assistant. That's great. Right. That's such a great 
<laughs> I like that this guy doesn't question his assistant. He's like 80. Like, what? How's this guy yeah. an assistant? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> By the way, Sulu looks badass in this movie with that coat. That yeah. it's coat, like a cape thing? coat. Yeah. Oh my god, is he? Yeah. Well, it's the same one he wore when he uh, in Star Trek Three, yeah. isn't it? When he yeah, said, Don't call it me looks Tani. so like, cool. Puts it on. Looks great. This guy is the most friendly chopper pilot of all time. Like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, no they, they never to. do explain how he gets it. Yeah. He just does he just let him borrow it or does he phaser him as a <laughs> does he knock him out? What's There's it? a whole bunch of stuff uh, online about uncut or cut moments where he supposedly steals it and does a trick and all this, but it, it works better like this without all that, I think. Yeah, it works just leave it to Luckily your it's all fueled up. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, he did yeah. take it. And can carry those giant things. But that also means Sulu kept coming back and carrying it. You know, like, it's weird how it's authorized by them to take the plastic, but Sulu stole the helicopter? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't think I'd Why didn't they just, couldn't they transport it? Did the transporter not work well enough to, like, use, I guess, something that big, I guess? It could, well, I think the, di- the, yeah. the dilithium part of the, pro- the transporter problem. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe they're really conserving their power. On crystals, he said it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So here's out. something. Here's something I didn't know. In a bit, in a minute, when when Duhan uses the computer, they're going to show <laughs> his right hand, and he's missing his middle finger. Right, yeah. he lost it in the war. Yeah. yeah, he lost it in the battle uh, in D Day. I had no yeah. idea. That's amazing. Yeah. He, think, he cupped his hand throughout the original series. Yes, I think there's only like they, two they, moments where you see it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's he, he. Yeah, I love this. This is this is hilarious. Ah. So awesome. <laughs> Hello, computer. Hello, computer. Hello, computer. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> tell me, I'm not the only one who does that. Like all the time, please. No, yeah. I like as soon as I got an Amazon Alexa, I named it computer just so I could say that. <laughs> this is amazing to watch. Him Obviously, do- James Doohan has never used a keyboard in his life. This, this, this does not Macintosh. like this anything only, about what you would do. This is like the only Star Trek movie that has legitimate product placement all over well, it. The crazy thing is, it, the outside case is a Mac. The inside is is actually an IBM product. They had to use an <laughs> IBM to do the graphics. <laughs> That's interesting, considering that Pixar was part of you know Apple back then or whatever. So that's that's weird. <laughs> They definitely showed like some Coca Cola in that little refrigerator. Yeah, when he opens oh, the yeah. fridge. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Wow, Coca Cola made it into a Star Trek film. That is pretty impressive." I think I, I mean, learned it, the term "Beyond Your Dreams of Avatars" from this movie. Yeah. There's a gag coming up here. Not now, Marilyn. No product placement beats the Cheerios box in Superman the movie, though. Yeah, <laughs> yes. right down in front of the camera. I mean, yeah. just <laughs> well, as we discussed on that show, that, that those, those movies were full of this horrible oh, yeah. product placement. The Coke sign. I started Marvel smoking show. after I saw Superman too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Here's another paradox. Another paradox. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't invent the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, think about it. It was created in 2009 in the real world, so maybe mm. this guy is the guy mm. who did it. Mm. <laughs> this could be the start of the Ke- the Kelvin timeline, though. You know, you never know. Right, <laughs> right. That's really where it all happened. <laughs> the department. It wasn't Nero or whatever. It was. It was that. Yeah, Spock yeah. just traveled into this timeline that already existed from Star Trek Four. <laughs> yeah. 
I love it. He's just going to hang out here in the park. It's his way. <laughs> it's his way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here it is. Gracie yes, does. He does. That's it. Yep. You're right here. <clears throat> what? He's going to hang out in the park. Oh, he eats? <laughs> hang in the bushes. The bushes. Yeah. That makes it it's sound even way. more kind of like, you know. <laughs> Creepy. I mean, really, is it that weird? The dude was just swimming with a whale and, and says he knows she's pregnant. Why is it so weird? He just wants to hang out in the park. What's weird? Right? You know? He's probably like just living. It's weird living how on a empty bench, that park you know? is. Okay, so I got stuff yeah. to share about this. This is interesting because I used to watch Entertainment Tonight all the time, and I specifically watched it to get ready for this movie. And this waiter was a guy on Entertainment Tonight. He was one of the reporters. He's a comedian. Too. Oh, well, he was that too, but they, he was an Entertainment Tonight reporter. Entertainment Tonight did a huge segment about Star Trek 4 because they're like, one of our reporters is in the movie. And so this was all out there before the movie came out. I knew that guy was going to be in it, which it was so exciting to see the Star Trek scenes. And well, then, I the, heard Mary Hart was supposed to be in it, but they didn't have enough money to insure her legs. Oh, my so, Lord. I thank, saw that God, that, thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> so one, one more funny bit. And I, I got this one from the internet. I did not know this one, but you know how there's a pizza you know, there's pizza stuff in this in this scene, right? So the restaurant they used didn't actually have a pizza oven. So Paramount paid to install a pizza oven in the kitchen to be used. It gets five seconds of screen time. Why would you? <laughs> why, why can't it just be a? That makes no sense. Why would they you? Did. Just get a prop, but why would you just not get a prop pizza? I don't or just know. Well, no, the, spaghetti. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, they show the oven in the beginning. The guy was throwing the pizzas in the oh, oven. Oh, right, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was it was probably the director. Maybe it was his favorite restaurant. He liked pizza. I like that he punctuates his comments with the breaking of the breadstick. Yeah. Like he pauses and goes, you know, it puts that little sound to it. I love this. You can't even get yourself some Sausalito San Francisco without a lift. I've been there. It's hard to do. (laughs) You do need a lift, by the way. (laughs) I would argue, Rob, there's a better joke coming here than the Italian joke. Okay. There's a great, uh, this is a good joke where the beer. Oh, what look at his eyes. What the hell is this? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's not Synthahol. What is that crap? I'm, what is this crap I'm yeah, drinking? He's just like, what? Calls you Admiral. Hey, look, <laughs> look, look at him. He's buzzed. Yeah. Like she has to yeah. get his attention again. <laughs> he's like, what? Hmm? What? Huh? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. one, one sip. He's an easy drunk. I like this turn of hers, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's plausible that she's this desperate. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it, it, it's. I like that there's the pause. It's just where could you take just kind of like, all right, this is nuts, but where could you take them? And let me see what his answer is. See, and then of course he's need. about to derail it with his outer space comment. Yeah, but he says never hunted. Yep. Yeah. Really? Love, look, she's getting she's getting look at that. I think she's so good in this movie. You're right. She's you know? like nowhere else to turn. It's a yeah. last attempt. It's desperate. She knows this guy is crazy. She could see through him, but she's like, maybe, maybe there's something to it. This is, I just, you I have a pocket pager. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty new in 86. Yeah. Are you a doctor? I love yeah, this. We'll be later. <laughs> I told you never to call me here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 She's an oh, eye roll. Oh, God. What did I fall for? He's just unsung. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, yeah, this is. I'm, and I'm also I'm also glad that they did not do a romantic subplot. I'm sure Shatner wanted it. Well, there's the hint at the end. Yeah. A little, well, he wants it, but yeah, she's right. not yeah. interested. In That's it. what I love about it. Written like... between him and Eddie Murphy at first. So, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I, I, love I knew he doesn't get the girl. I knew outer space was going to come into this sooner or later. <laughs> I'm all ears. 
Now Spock is. <laughs> I love this fake laugh. I've had dates like this. <laughs> Here we go. You take the big. He's got to take another drink. Liquid yeah. courage. Okay. Yeah. But he, yeah, love, he still he still lies to her. He does, yeah. He yeah. realizes that the story's a little. What's he going to get into? Well, there's this probe, and it's well, no, I think he, I think he feels like he can't tell her that the Earth's in th- at risk. Yeah, no, he can't. It, it, this is already a ridiculous story, so you got to make it simple. I love all this. Why are the coy disguises? <laughs> <laughs> how much? You wonder how much time did she spend on set with Stephen Collins talking about that they both worked with Shatner? They must mm. have talked a lot on Seventh Heaven about that. I would I, I would hope that it would have come up at least once or twice, but you know. I, I love her arm gestures. She's very pregnant. Out. Yeah. Moon tomorrow. Now it does seem kind of weird though that if you think about it, whenever uh you know, like whenever a species that a rare species is born in captivity, they make such a huge deal out of it, they promote the hell out of it. I mean there was a hippo born at the Cincinnati Zoo that, about five or six years ago that they're still milking like crazy. <laughs> if they'd kept that, let Gracie have the baby there, they could have saved the whole institute. You know, <laughs> I mean, really, you know, just just hold on for a few more months, let her have the baby. And I know it would have ruined the plot of this movie, but it would have made more sense. It's the damn bean counters, man. It's always yeah. the bean counters. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bob. They're, Bob they're, the, they're the real bad guys. Yeah. This is like Uhura and Chekhov get into wacky shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hijinks, I think is the word we're looking Hijinks. for. Hijinks, <laughs> thank you. Yes. It should be a separate book series, the, the, the Chekhov and Uhura Adventures or something. <laughs> 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 he doesn't really look like he's contributing anything there. Um, I'm just going to put this thing up against right, this thing, right. and it's going to beep, and then when it stops beeping, then I know it's done. I, that that I used to have a little handheld football game in the eighties, and that that's the level of graphics we had on my football. <laughs> yeah. it, it even looks a little bit like it. Oh, yeah. I had a Star Wars game, a little handheld Star Wars game mm. that did that. You 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 X wing fighters and Tie fighters are represented by dots. Yeah, I had a <laughs> yeah. Spider Man game yeah. like that. Yeah, bloop 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 bloop. Yeah, it's exactly. Compared to what kids play with nowadays, it might just be a rock tied to a stick. I mean, it's so basic. My okay, grandfather you... had this exact Chevy pickup just in green. The exact really? model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get him some Cetacean Institute bumper stickers? I should have. <laughs> so their time-traveling spaceship can't track whales. They need these radio transmitter numbers in order to do mm. it. Well, radio whales don't transmit anything, so yeah, they gotta have. Uh... I just feel like they they were able to locate where there were two whales. Why couldn't they find the whales? That's true. Well, but true. well, all right, I guess. But I mean, but yeah. but they want to find the one that's pregnant, though. Then now they know. So the ocean. But now he makes a good point. From from space, they could freaking hear the whale call. So you're right. So why couldn't they find him out in the Atlantic? That's a good point. I mean, they're not I just on feel like the that's Enterprise. Not, like something but... they really need the radio coordinates to get the whales. I mean, hmm. they've, they've always been able to just track, like if they're on a planet, Oh, captain, there's a life form where there's not supposed to be one on this yeah. entire planet, mm-hmm. but they suddenly can't track two whales. <laughs> it's just damn Klingons. Damn Klingons. Klingon sensors. crystal mechanisms. Yeah. 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 No one holds a pizza like that. 
Nobody holds a pizza yeah. like that. Well, he doesn't it, know what it is. From the All the toppings just the slid off. Right, know, exactly. It's just, a, it's just a mess. Yeah. I love the lighting, the brief lighting yeah. on her face, which was the transport, and then he's gone. It was well That's done. Great. She oh. thinks him and Spock are doing the Age of Aquarius in another part of the park somewhere right now. That's what, he, that's what she thinks they're <laughs> the doing. The end of 40-year-old version. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Harmony and understanding. Sympathy and just command. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now I'm seeing Paul Rudd just running around. Okay, kind of a guess. Uh, <laughs> he even has a headband. Paul Rudd even has a headband. In yeah, he scene. does. Yeah. yeah. I love McCoy's got the <laughs> got the goggles on. He's not doing anything, goggles, but he's yeah. ready to go. You know, he's ready to go skiing. Is what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Have you got any just... feelings about that? Now Scotty's outfit here is the exact same one. He's like frozen in a in a buffer in the next generation for seventy years. That's, that's exactly right. The same that's outfit right. Scotty <laughs> I hate. I hate that episode. <gasps> Can I say I hate that? Really? really? That episode's yeah, fantastic. I, I showed it to my wife recently. I don't like that they. I don't know. I just I feel like it makes Scotty into like a big joke. You're entitled of, you know, to be wrong. That's fine. Right. The, the Spock one is great. I think it makes Scotty look like a real person, like the characters mm-hmm. on Next Generation. You know, but, that's you know. true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's a it's a great allegory for growing old. That's what it's all. It's I all guess. maybe not allegories or whatever. It's all about growing old and feeling not needed anymore, as Rob is beginning to feel in his life. So. <laughs> That's right. That's I right. was pilot in a starship while you were in diapers. <laughs> I love, I love this like CIC command. Yes, yeah, like the way he talks. Like as a kid, I'm like, yeah, sure, that's how they talk in the Navy. Yeah, I've decided that man was absolutely accurate, and <laughs> to me, that's how people in the Navy talk to each other. So, Rob, your question about extras, like as we're going to see as the scene opens up right now, all of these military people are real from this boat. <laughs> Not like okay. this guy who's the main uh, commander. No, not the guy who has lines. Right. But everybody else. And they said that everybody was actually great because they were so good at taking orders. Like, so it's <laughs> following. <laughs> makes makes total sense. Sure. So when, so when the guy yells, hit the deck, did they have to give him a SAG card for saying that? The guy who said hit the deck? Yeah, because later yes. on, there, when there's a million soldiers, some guy yells, hit the deck! So they all had to get SAG cards for if they said that. Technically, yes. On a movie of this budget, anybody wow. with a dialogue would need a SAG card. That's crazy. I love how tiny that control is to beam them. On the Enterprise, it's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the Klingon ship, it's this tiny little, like, oh, what was like two buttons that do all this? It's probably it's being run ride. with like a, a rubber band and some string. Yeah, and exactly. Scott, I don't want my molecule scramble, but you know, you know, uh, Bones isn't going through this thing unless he has to. Yeah, that outfit's got to be hot. I was yeah, thinking the same thing. <laughs> Very hot. He, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's uh, Kaning was like looking at at George Takai. He's like, I want his outfit. You know, yeah. <laughs> how many Andorian <laughs> cow? How many Andorian cows had to die to make that level? Yes, I wonder. Yeah. Now would yeah. be a good time. So yeah. all of these guys are real soldiers. That's cool. How great is that? You know, yeah. you get to do that. You, you, you're not expecting that. If you're this, this scene is just <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's just hysterical. <laughs> and uh, the fact that I always thought it was funny. I mean, of course, they, it's an added bit of the joke that it's check off of all people. Yeah, right, right. right. The Russians, it's, you yeah. know, caught on a you know military ship, U.S. military vessel. <laughs> he's so and he, he's, he's so just, earnest. He's so he tells he told him that uh, he's just telling him too. I mean, yep. he's he, you know he knows that this name, rank, serial number, baby. 
The cup yeah. of what? He doesn't I understand all, any of the colloquialisms. Yep. <laughs> You're through. I am? Can I go? I am. Can I go? <laughs> <laughs> now, from what I heard, that he was given all this because it was like an apology for Trek 3 that he had so little to do that uh, they decided, well, all right, let's give him a little more to do. And they give him this big scene. I mean, it's huge what they get. All this comedy stuff. And then the operation and all that stuff. So, so, so all of this here. So everyone says Kirk is the the worst at breaking the laws of time. Yeah. Nope. Chekhov here leaves behind the phaser, his uh, his badge, his communicator. He leaves nope. all that crap there. Yep. and Never gets collected. Nope. So nope. the U.S. government is in possession of 23rd century Klingon technology. <laughs> Maybe that's Ma- another fucking paradox that happened in reality. <laughs> yep. Worse Nobody's stopping McCoy this guy. leaving his communicator on planet Iosha in the piece of the action. <laughs> <laughs> hut, 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 hut. This is like a cut scene from the Blues Brothers here. With the yeah, yeah. Hut, yeah. Hut, 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 hut. See, they're all yelling. So they're all fun. speaking. They're all speaking. They're, you know, they're yelling, let, you know, get through or whatever. The music here is great, too. Yeah. They're, they're going to, yep. you know, I mean, it's, it's tense, but it's. Those pants again, are hysterical. He is. Reg- I bet he chose to wear those pants, and then he regretted it. Yeah, that's, you're right. This is a good stunt. The like lighting on this scene is great. Yeah, that's great. Look yeah. at that. That's terrific. In this fall, like I cringed every time when yeah, he makes this fall. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, oh, god, that looks that painful. Was, uh, oh, poor yeah. Chekhov. Oh. Yeah, brunch. Yeah. Man down. And then that thing starts crawling out of his ear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, god, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I love that they keep the the screenplay really keeps ramping up the t- like keeps throwing more obstacles at them than it's hard enough. We're going back in time to grab some whales and bring them forward in time. That's not enough. Then there's the lithium crystals. Then there's the this, and now Chekhov is the, like you know they keep and it just keeps worse and worse and worse for our heroes. You know, it's just. And yet they so do well it without done. a mustache trolling bad guy. Yeah. It's yeah, all it's just cool. circumstances. Yep. It's all just I'm like, what else is new? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here comes the big mu. So there's always somebody spraying off that thing because there was some. <laughs> I always think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Who is doing what on that sidewalk? The guy keeps having to hose it down. <laughs> People get drunk and they're puking in the front of the. Some kids, they sell ice cream inside and they go outside and puke. That is an odd choice that they wanted him in the shot, like spraying down the sidewalk. Look at that. That is not going to do much for tourism of the. (laughs) No, I'm saying they had, I mean, they just, I mean, just on a purely financial level, that was a really dumb move. This is a dick move. This is a dick move. But it's okay. She gets him back because the slap is real and the actor, and and Bob the actor, didn't know it was coming. So his reaction oh, really? was, yeah, that slap was not in the script. She hit him harder than they, than the, they, I guess they, I guess they had talked. Either way, the slap was real. And he legitimately was like, what the hell? And so they <laughs> this is why out. we need intimacy coordinators on set now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, there's people there to stop that stuff from happening nowadays. There is now, actually. There are people on set now. I mean, not really for that, that, for the I sex mean, that, whatever. You all, everybody loves a good, uh, Slap in the face. So, you know, this is a model helicopter because they wouldn't let him fly a real Huey <laughs> over San Francisco 
and it totally works. Oh my that god, was a, that was a model. Yeah, it's that's a... a model. Every shot of this thing flying is a model. There's no, no way. I never knew that. That's... Like a remote yeah. control uh, remote helicopter. Control helicopter that, that they built. That's, that's so, so real. Cool. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's... okay. Here comes the worst continuity error. Like, there's two bad continuity errors in this movie, and they're the only flaws in the entire film. One is when she goes up here to the invisible spaceship, her hands do not match up in the aerial shot with the with the invisible leg. It drives me crazy. What? Am I the only one who's noticed this? You guys are silent. Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, they're going to show her on a monitor in a minute when she's yelling Admiral Kirk. She's got her hand... uh, Right, I know the scene, yeah. And when they're showing it on the monitor, her hands do not line up with the invisible leg of the ship at all. Like here, this all works perfect. And (laughs) boom. That's great. That's adorable. So cute. The music sting is great, too. That looks fine. Right? It actually really hurt her. The aerial shot... There. Yeah. What? What's wrong? Her with hands that? don't match up with the angle of the of the leg at all. Oh, okay. Because she's got one hand more back than the other. Yeah. She's turned to oh, her. Okay. You're saying because her pantomiming skills are sucking? Yes. Well, what? That's what the, the plot. Yeah. Well, they could have just changed it because the leg's not really anyway. Yes. It. it I think they work. probably matted the the. Yes. She did, the 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 thing wasn't the the imprint wasn't right. there. So they could but have they, twisted the mat and made it right. Yeah, it wasn't her fault. It was the FX artist. This fault. hit this great bit. This I've is just fantastic. seen this movie too many yeah. times. That's the problem. Someone, someone, imagine what it might feel like to start beaming, right? Yeah. Having no preparation for it. It's great. I love just screaming. <laughs> She's screaming. <laughs> she, can't, she can't use her leg. She can't use her legs at first. She's yeah, like stumbles, like pulls, like huh, what? Huh? <laughs> and, like, think about, think about, like we never <laughs> see that. We've never seen this in Trek before, really, of someone. Interacting with the technology in a, in an unfamiliar way, mm-hmm. you know, Just to this point, everybody, yeah, uh, right. Outside of tomorrow's yesterday, everyone is used to the equipment because it's set yeah. in the future. Here's somebody who's like, "Holy shit, this is so <laughs> yeah. real!" Yeah, and then we see that again in First Contact. In yes, that. we do. Yes, Alfred, yes. Alfred, Alfred uh, Woodard. Yep. Alfred Woodard. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Borg sounds Swedish. <laughs> they already made it to Alaska. They just released them, and they swam all the way from San Francisco to Alaska that quickly. That's pretty. No, no, fast. They, they they flew them to Alaska, didn't they? Oh, that's right. They said they flew. They, they yes, yeah. they, they, yes. She they, did the hand gesture at the restaurant, and then they ship, oh. they fly out. Yeah. yeah, they could afford to fly whales to Alaska, but they couldn't keep the damn place open. For another <laughs> they couldn't day. afford they to feed them, them, but they could. Yeah, right. <laughs> Chris is really hung up on this. <laughs> well, I never thought oh. about it before, but now it's like that is stupid. <laughs> I, I love this bit here. I, I've used this line a lot. What kind of spaceship is this? It's a sh- spaceship with a missing man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Considering how much the Monterey Aquarium charges for t-shirts, they really should have had the money for the plankton. I got to tell you. <laughs> we, <laughs> we dropped a lot of money on t-shirts in that place. Yeah. <laughs> I like he doesn't even acknowledge her. I love that he's just like, he's yeah, talking he to Curtis. He's like, whatever. Yeah. It's just this his is latest, great. you know, arm candy. His spot, you know, bones is right. I love He's that. Like, I love that they, they, they take you care with you beat. anyway. Did you see the look in her eyes when she saw his ears? Like, yeah, mother, mother effort. Yeah. Right. I love that. I love he's charmed by that. She's still staring at him. She's like, what yep. the hell? <laughs> oh, here we go. This is this this is the closest the movie comes to going off the rails in terms of the silliness, but it works. Yeah, it does. It works so just enough. This is my dad's favorite part of this movie, though. Is he it really? Oh, part. yeah, yeah. He loves this part. It's like one more <laughs> gag, and it would have fallen apart. It's just yeah. the right amount. I love this. Uh, this this bit. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. 
She was in lots of stuff in the eighties. Analysis. What is this? The Dark Ages. My God! <laughs> My God! Great. The Dark Ages. I love this. He has a pill that fixes kidneys. That's it. Just a single pill. Yeah. In the year twenty-five twenty-five. Yeah. And he just finds the right chart. Yeah. Uh, but who cares? It's fun. In the luckily, di- the- uh, luckily, Kirk can read Doctor language. Doctor, right. uh, yeah. Like, how do they know how to read handwritten cursive and stuff? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't learn yeah. that. Mm, says, oh, Doctor- we'll just push this guy out of the way. He just and she jumps up on there before. I mean, then somebody. Well, why is the doctor like jumping up on this, laying down? You know. I like the guy pushing the gurney like threw up his hands like what the hell seriously yeah. yeah he just he just gave up he was just like sure take it <laughs> these two a holes you know every every yes. snooty guy in the eighties is this guy yeah yeah the guy on the left looks like the kind of guy that closes the teen center you know because he wants to put yeah. in his, his dad wants to put in a mall or something <laughs> he's, he's the guy working at the restaurant when Abe Froman walks in you know? yeah right right right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus Prandil, upper abdominal distension. He struggles with that line a little bit. DeForest mm-hmm. did. Yeah, it's probably like the fifth take, and, and Nimoy's like, "Just cut it, just use yeah, it." Yeah. <laughs> what did she say? She's got cramps. Damn it, Leonard! I'm an actor, not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excuse, excuse me, doctor. Get in that little room. <laughs> that horrible drill sound. So well, the, these doctors, like they really are taking it well. He's contaminating everything right now. <laughs> That's right. That guy looks like a 1980s movie critic. I can't remember his name though. Like Leonard Moulton, maybe or something like that. That's not him, is it? No, it's not. That, okay. I actually this I, this actor. Uh, My God, man! Of, <laughs> there are like I holes in his head. Is it the answer? <laughs> yeah. That this just just because I happen to be doing research for the next season of Mashcast. This guy is in the first episode of season six of Mash. Oh, nice! Yeah. Playing, he played a doctor in that episode. He plays a doctor in this episode. In into, into that little room, please. <laughs> what is that? A gun? I love that. It's like, if I didn't that? know better, I'd think it was like Frank Oz or something, you know, but it kind of just because he's. Oh, yeah. I could see yeah. that with the mask. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. I set the uh, phaser to the most low level burn possible. Melt yeah. doorknob. I think it's that was the only time. Disruptor. They suck, you know. I mean, I think that's the only time we saw a phaser shot in this movie. Yeah, Chris, mm. you know what? You know what this little gadget is made of, right? No, what is it? It's made of AMT model parts. Oh, cool. <laughs> Well, they had the license, right? So <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they still they, do, originally yeah. they were going to put an itic on his head, and they decided, yeah. no, nah, that's a little too much. It looks like an imperial shuttle, if you think about it. It does. Yeah. It really oh looks like God. what Vader <laughs> came in on in the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, the Emperor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just took the fins off it. That's what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. I love this gag too. Oh, yeah, this is great. Great name, rank. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob rank. He's so happy. (laughs) He's so happy. (laughs) It's funny you don't you don't hear his first name that often, but later on, Kirk uses it, and he says, "Not now, Pavel," Mm -hmm. which is just yeah. No, it was weird hearing him say Pavel. I I know it was nice though because it made you like, okay, this is a family. Those are terrible cops, by the way, that they run into (laughs) the room right instead of stopping the three people who they think are. Yeah, suspicious. Oh, now the music, this great music. Yes. This is just such wacky adventure. Yeah, music. yeah. <laughs> totally different genre movie right yeah. now. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I mean we're like about we're like a couple of paces away from disorderly starting the. This fat is boys, like a Three know? Stooges short in the middle. Yeah, of it, totally it, it's like, it totally oh, is. It totally is. We got to cover disorderlies now, Rob. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> girl, I'm Fully functional. Fully functional. <laughs> oh, bit! I love this bit. I love poor guy. The McCoy. Yeah. McCoy stops to care for the make sure the guy's Aww. okay. When he's been knocked over, I love that bit. Hey, Walter even... Caney's got some hairy arms. I never noticed that before. His arms, he's like a Sasquatch. He's got some hairy arms. And this, by the way, a brilliant out. A brilliant well, out of the And a perfect scene. music sting, too. Yeah. When the elevator door opens. I love it. I love And I love that you don't see it. I love that you don't see the elevator. And then there they are. Like, oh, of yep. course. Like, oh, my God. Great job, Nimoy, directing that. No easy. Oh, so really? why not beam them onto the chip? Instead of the grass. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then you wouldn't get this. Right. Scene yeah, you wouldn't get this great scene. I love how yeah. mad she is. I've got to help those whales. I've got nothing <laughs> here. Really I'd say the same thing. Now, she makes a hell of an assumption that this doesn't blend you two into like a bright oh, fly kind of situation. The motion picture uh, transporter action. Yeah, exactly. Right exactly. That is called <laughs> squelch, <laughs> squelching. Yes. She doesn't know better. Like she, she, I would be so scared to do that. Yeah. yeah. How do you know that's not going to turn you into some horrible monster? Yep. She didn't yeah. think about they, it. They seriously don't have time to beam. Oh, here this guy. Right, one one damn okay. minute, Admiral. <laughs> yeah. that, that bit is so great. One damn minute, Admiral. Like Kirk just gives him the look. Like what? All right. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of, it's everyone's got a comedy because you know Sulu's like I got used to a Huey. <laughs> <laughs> These oh, joggers. these joggers! Oh. They're in another movie too. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they they, they got they got blown around in Metropolis against the uh, Phantom Zone villains. Right, and now yeah, they're here they you forgot your cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, they brought in Richard Lester to direct that one sequence. <laughs> She's handling this quite well. Now, I love going at this point in the movie. We know it's all going to work. I mean, we knew that anyway, but yeah. the movie really is like, okay, our crew is here. We've got Jillian. This plan is going to work. And that's why I feel like even though this has got tension and there's the great scene again with the whale hunters in a moment, which is grim in its own way. But it's I, like, I love that, that joke I did with the one damn minute arrow. Like it, it's like, okay, we're going to do this. This is all going to work. We can be a little more lighthearted now. I love this. I love how happy he looks like he's yeah. just so charmed with himself. It's the whales. It's the what? Well, of course. So the speed they have to travel to get up the, to to Alaska. Uh, somebody did all the math online. They're flying fourteen hundred miles an hour. Oof. Looks Pretty like the trailer for Superman. It sure does. Trailer, it does. Right? It does. <laughs> Marlon Brando. It could Gene be the same Hackman. footage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Script by Mario Puzo. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. In theory. Yes. In theory. In theory. Actually, yeah. Tom Eckert. <laughs> I love that he cacked all this in his head. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so what's your problem? <laughs> Acceleration is no longer a constant. I love they take, they take a moment to give these two this mm-hmm. bit. You know, amid all this stuff, you know, we're heading to the, the conclusion of our film and, and this, they, they have this great scene between these two guys that Kirk this is not in Fox arc complete from yeah. Like, yeah. come with him from the beginning of the movie to this point, And it gives him a kind of a complete story right yep. here. 
And, and the yeah. nice part is they, they've earned it with the last two movies. Yeah. The, the, the running time here is two hours. They could have made it a 90-minute movie, you know, but they let them do the full two hours, and I think that's that, that's why you get moments like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's it. Yeah, because she recognizes a 23rd century frequency noises. <laughs> <laughs> I really just don't understand why they don't just, like, use their future tech to track the whales. Right, sure. <laughs> Why do they use books to translate Klingon in Star Trek Six? I don't know. It's just one of those things. <laughs> well, these these people are from our future, but in their world, they're old fashioned. They still do things the old way. That's true. <laughs> so here comes the second continuity. The only two continuity things in the film which drive me crazy. The first one was Jillian's hands not matching up, which is not anything. It yeah, was, which wasn't worth your criticism. <laughs> it was a thing. <laughs> The other here is when the bird of prey is floating over the ship, there's a giant shadow cast on the water, except when there's not. Mm. Mm. So okay. you'll see it when the ship is directly over the ship, there's a giant right. shadow. There's, right, yeah. When the ship's not in the shot, there's no shadows whatsoever. It's bright and sunny. Okay. I, I forgot well. to mention earlier when the, the Klingon ship was, I think at the very beginning of the movie, when it was they were headed back toward Earth, there's a horrible, like, where they, I think where they cleaned this up, they left a huge, like, like blocky mat around the ship in one oh, scene. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. It's really bad. And I, I meant to point it out, but we must have been talking about something else, and I missed it. Well, maybe but they did clean it up. Who knows? Maybe they've re-cleaned it up. But since I, I watched it, you know, last time I watched it, it was on HBO Max, and it mm. was still there. So Okay. It's These ever whalers been. are just waiting for whales to be released where they <sighs> are from, like, people in the, like continental united states they're like this is where they drop off the whales usually <laughs> i like the 45 degree angle of the camera there so it shows like they're zooming down as quick as they can i mean this is a tense scene the tension works it's a race against time are yeah. george and gracie going to be rescued or are they going to be poached yep as yep. as uh if i had been kirk as the ship had been leaving i would have been like you know what you know phase of those guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Fire! Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Do that, that, that Kirk fist thing. The dramatic Fire. one, yeah. yeah. yeah they're, here they're leveling out. It's really well done. Yeah. See how sunny it is around the boat? Okay. Yeah, Pretty yeah, sunny, yeah. Right? Okay. All right, let's see the shadow. Oh, that's B-roll that they got from the yeah. second unit guy. That's fine. No worries. All good. I love the, the harpoon clunking on the invisible. Yes. Oh, that's so well done. Great. It has a good music cue that goes with it, too. So I will I will say this right now really fast. Just we went whale watching on our honeymoon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> That's bonk. great. Um, how it is. Here we go. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> right. What so wait, the, are the whalers still? Rushing? There's your big shadow. There's the big shadow. Yeah. Okay. And when they yeah. turn back, yeah. nice, bright, and sunny still. And... Where? Around them, that's right now. Okay. All right. there. That's there. Yeah. That's sunny. There's All right. Well, there's a shadow there. All right. There's okay. a shadow there. But he's like okay. on them when they show yeah, them up here. Close, there's no shadow. Okay. Yeah, shadow. that's true. All right. You, I never you. noticed that. Gee, shadow. Sorry. Don't ever I, watch Hammer films, Shag. The day for night shots will drive you insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, Rob, you saw real. Oh, so anyway, we went whale watching uh, on our honeymoon, and I had no expectations as to what it was. Right. I just thought, well are you out in the boat for like an hour and like you see one whale a mile away for two seconds? I had no frame of reference. Well, we, I guess got lucky because we saw eight whales Mm. up close for extended periods of time. That's cool. And our, our, our guy, our Jillian Taylor on the boat 
uh, said, this is unusual. We generally don't see them this much, this close for this long. And we got some there amazing whales here. Yeah, I love that. Admiral. Here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some amazing photos. We got amazing photos and just being able to see these things that close was just unbelievable. And as we were heading back, I asked the guy, I said, uh, you has to have seen Star Trek four, right? This must be like for you people. This must be like your movie. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, anyone who's into whales has seen them. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked him, I said, well, can you tell me, obviously, the Star Trek part of the science is Falderall. But I said, the stuff with Jillian is the science is what she says valid. And he goes, well, he says, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. He says, but from what I remember, he says, it's pretty, pretty spot on. He says, I don't, you know, so that made me feel good. I was like, okay, you know, all right. It's it's kind of fun that what you just mentioned about as far as knowing the movie, you can talk to anybody in the United States about Star Trek and they know this movie by the proper title of the one with the whales. The one with the whales. Right. (laughs) Everybody knows it as that. Forget the real name. So, yep. and uh, speaking of whale watching, I went whale watching myself with Siskoid and Boss in Canada. Uh, we didn't see humpbacks. We saw a lot of other whales. But so, uh, yeah, and, uh, the fire and water tradition of going whale watching. That's really good. Cool. It was my favorite part of the, the whole trip. It was just I had no idea it would be that uh, enjoyable and powerful. And it was. It really was. It was. A, I mean, we had a gorgeous day out in the out in the bay. And it was just but, uh, yeah, it was just absolutely fantastic. So look at look how great this is. By the way. Uh, and they mentioned this in the commentary that originally they were going to shoot these puppets out at sea. And then they learned that there was a pool in the Paramount lot that had been used for Buzzley Berkeley water picture, Esther Williams water pictures. And they had just covered it over and turned it into a parking lot. And Leonard Nimoy found out that it would be cheaper to rip up the parking lot and refill the pool than it would have been to bring the puppets all the way out to the ocean. So that's what they did. So yep. they ripped up part of the lot just to, and that I have to say, it just makes no sense to me, but sure. You can, you can see we, why, wait, hold on. Corey. Why would that, why would that be that the cost wise, that makes no sense. Yeah, man, these people just spent so much money. They didn't need to spend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as Waterworld showed us filming on the water is extremely expensive. <laughs> But I mean, you, can see, you, you can see some shots of that, of the behind-the-scenes uh, pool on the lot. In uh, Leonard Nimoy hosted, I think it was a lights, camera, action, all about the making of Star Trek Four. I remember watching as a kid quite a bit, and they had a lot of shots of the parking lot. When I went to the Paramount lot in 2017, I walked around desperately hoping I would be somehow standing on the area where they shot all that. <laughs> there's, there's no signage or anything, but uh, I, I, I've I, been there. I know what you guys, I mean, I've actually been, they've, I've, they've turned it into a pool many times. Like I've okay. seen that pool in the parking lot a bunch of times. This wouldn't it be great. cheaper though? I mean, wouldn't it have been cheaper Corey than to schlep everybody out to the ocean, the actual sea. If it was run the risk of getting the puppets pool there. They built a pool. <laughs> what did they do when they filmed the abyss? Didn't they like take an abandoned nuclear power plant and like fill it full of water or something? Is that how they filmed that? Like James Cameron's abyss? I mean, I, I think that's what they did. Well, he loved talk about a guy who loves to spend money. Cool. You know, yeah, <laughs> James yeah. Cameron. I mean, we definitely used three different tanks when I made All Is Lost, um, and and the, like one was an outdoor tank, and some were indoor tanks, and. 
an absolutely great movie, by the way. Anybody who's not seen All is Lost starring Robert Redford, absolutely great movie. Yay, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, the probe should be telling us, hey, here are whales. Hi, whales. Missed you. <laughs> Wouldn't the movie be better if the, the probes could talk? Actually, I think the uh, subtitle would be Sup, like S apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, now, how like are you the... two going to repopulate the species exactly? Get busy. That's the next yeah, but, line. But what then? <laughs> Out of control and blind yeah. as a bat when Shag's driving. Oh, all right. Yep. As seen earlier in the film. Those There's guys. going to be a lot of inbred whales. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be a lot of inbred <laughs> whales. Wait, wait. What are George and Gracie's children supposed to do? Well, they're probably going to the clone whales. whales will be redneck be whales. <laughs> This looks All great. All the males will have mullets and uh oh <laughs> This is a composite. This is like I'm a from really Kentucky. Cool. I oh yeah. Say that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely composite. Yeah. yeah looks, that, that's, a sm- that's a smooth landing considering they were literally falling from outer space with no power. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a landing so ocean. That's like kind of like cool he- though because the the Klingon bird of prey seems like it's a little more like practically aerodynamic than yeah. the Enterprise, even though it yes. probably isn't, because, you know, it, 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 to our notion, it's got wings. It's got know? the wings, <laughs> right, yeah. It, it, yeah. Right, it looks like it would glide better than these nacelles that'll just tear off at right. the moment's notice. I love there's a hatch there, like, what, yep. the, the practical application of a hatch. Like, yeah. what are they supposed to do with that in outer space? Like, what is that? What is that the thing the Millennium Falcon <laughs> has? Like, what are you supposed to do yeah. with that? Well, I assume this ship was always meant to go in atmosphere. And so that's why you've so. got the hatches. Uh, I, I guess. And there's a ladder. Right, right, right. So yeah, you are supposed to climb. So when the Klingons land, they can just climb right out. This is yeah. That's where Lando yeah. Calrissian popped up and grabbed Luke. As he's yep, exactly off right. That right. And so this, all these scenes on the outside of the Klingon ship, those are absolutely in that uh, tank in the parking mm-hmm. lot. That's, that's, yeah. the sh- that's the footage you could see on Leonard Nimoy's uh, little film, this behind-the-scenes thing. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing trips. some shots of that. This is Scott. the one moment that I, I roll my eyes a little is that it's such a Kirk is the greatest hero ever moment. Right. And that Scotty is like so helpless. I can't you know? open and, the door. I'm yeah, he can't engineer. open a door, you know. Well, I the mean, manual like, switches on Kirk's side, I think is uh, what it is. Yeah. But I mean, like, but you know, he just kind of gives up. Like well, he doesn't, right. Kirk, you know what I mean? I mean, Kirk is nominally <laughs> the hero of the franchise, though. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, I just noticed for the first time when Scotty's pushing open that door, it's not resting in the track properly. It, like bounces up and down, and like, Doohan's <laughs> trying to smooth it out as best as he can. <laughs> well, it's shitty Klingon technology, you know. I mean, when he's right, yeah, okay. Now I, I mean, always I guess, like. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, he's supposed to rescue Jillian. I guess that's he's supposed to guide yeah. Jillian out. I mean, that's it. Just feels a little like okay, they really wanted to lard this up with a. A hero yeah, this moment. Is a big Captain Kirk sequence. Yeah. But this is big. Like, yeah. they had I'll to swim they... underwater, glue that hair to my head. Well, right, I was about to, to say, for... if that's fake hair... They had to pay it... for a fake uh, underwater. He probably had plugs at this point, I bet. You know? I mean, that might not even be William Shatter right there anyway. You can't really no, tell. No, that looked like him. I you mean, it, lo- it looks like him. No, that's, I mean, that's obviously him. Yeah, I mean, when he was swimming out earlier, it looked like his face. Uh, I mean, there we go. I love this. I love the bubble. That looks great. Yeah. Now, that's super convenient. There's a giant hatch in the back of the Klingon ship to let the whales out. That's super convenient. <laughs> well, you know, cargo. I mean, I guess it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's for loading uh, dilithium crystals. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should be this crude, but I'll just say that it's, you know, 
yeah, uh, Jillian, yeah, sweater, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Oh, that right. Right. Yeah. Several <laughs> times in the movie, it's been very cold. Let's yes. Just say. Mm. Yes, yes. I I don't mean to be that crude, but it's just one of those things you don't notice until Blu-ray comes along. You know, <laughs> she's a beautiful woman. There's nothing wrong with noticing. Yeah, she's very very pretty woman. I mean, to be fair, everybody got to be in wet, sexy clothes for this show. Right? <laughs> right. Kirk is also exactly. in wet, sexy pink, just like yep. Doctor. I love. I love That's DeForest great. Kelly, but wet DeForest Kelly looks like Gollum right here. I'm just going to say <laughs> it. Well, it look at Chekhov. like Gollum. Chekhov's filming a different <laughs> scene. Oh, my God, he does. Chekhov's That's filming so a different funny. scene. His mouth won't close. And it's like... <laughs> Now this feels like a, a this feels like there's a scene missing where they're like, why don't they sing? Like there seems like there's a problem. Why don't they answer? Why don't they sing? And then they don't really resolve it. Like it's they just do all of a sudden. I feel like there's a Maybe scene they that were, they cut. I always kind of got the impression that these whales, like like you know, maybe they maybe the the probe had to change its transmission over the decades, you know, the centuries mm. or whatever, and and so they had to find the right the right message for them to respond back to or something. Maybe the language, maybe maybe the language changed just like, you know, human languages evolved and changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We probably needed a scene of Spock back by the tanks using telepathy going, all right, look, bitches, the minute we land, talk to the (laughs) probe, start, start talking because like, otherwise the whales don't sing all the effing time. They sing when they want. So it's like, you know, no, we need you to do this shit now. If they'd had the time, they could have, Huh? It oh, see, there's like, that mat line. It's just gonna go yeah. away. That's it, huh? No, no, just... it's it's rotating up and down to talk to the whales, just like the whale. The whales were up and down, which apparently they do in real life, oh, and the probes going that. up and down to match their movement, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. I'm a dummy. Well, <laughs> well, if I didn't want to say it, if if they had like played some of the recordings of the probe that they had for the whales, they might have kind of got them used to how they, you know, kind of solved that problem of them not being able to communicate at first, but, you know, they were in a hurry, so. Chris is now advocating for subtitles. <laughs> no, God, no. Maybe, maybe they told Spock, yes, we know what the damn probe is. My grandpa wouldn't shut up about it. I know what to you say. You guys hear the, the little ball at the end was, like, originally, the way they filmed it, it came out orange, and everybody's like, it looks like a basketball. So in post, they had to make really? it blue. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful piece, and the way yeah. it goes back in, it looks really cool. Isn't that the uh, thing? So that, uh, isn't that the thing yeah. that zapped Luke when he was training on the Millennium Falcon? Wasn't that that little ball? <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I like how long this sequence goes. Actually, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. At the end of the yeah. movie, I could see that would be the you'd be eager to like cut it, like let's get to the you know let's wrap it up. But this they they like, let it they let it back play in out. Space finally, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get a good look at the glitter on the surface. It looks cool. Yeah. And it looks like, I like how they make it look kind of like a whale's hide. You know, that's, mm. that's a nice touch. Yeah, the blubber. But it's like, it's yeah, not a like ship. It's almost, like, it's almost like, did they deposit the whales on Earth or something? Mm. You know, I mean, it makes you, makes you wonder, you know. Are whales actually aliens? Yeah. I'm not saying they're aliens. But, but they're aliens. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like an episode of In Search of, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, there's, there's a guy for it. Well, I'm sure if you read the book Probe, you'll get more information about it, uh, which I refuse to do. Yeah. So as far as I know, and I don't know this, I don't know it very well, but is the only appearance of Jillian 
outside of this film is the cameo in the one Star Trek graphic novel. Has she been in other Yeah, the things? Dead of Honor. The Dead yeah, of Honor. Yeah, she's in that. Yeah. Graphic novel? Yeah, she's What's got that? a big... Drawn she's by Adam big, Hughes. Uh, yeah, written uh, by Chris Claremont, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a cameo where Kirk and Jillian are vacationing together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she's like in a one piece, like a like a bikini, not a bikini, but like a swimsuit, and they're like on some ship somewhere. She Wait, Adam Hughes drew a beautiful suit in a movie. Adam sure. Hughes drew a beautiful girl in a bikini. That's our baby. Yeah, hard that's to believe. Weird. Yeah. But isn't yeah, that yeah. it? Yeah, that that's, it that's real footage. That's real I think footage. So. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yep. That's the footage like Rob took on his honeymoon. Exactly. Yeah. This is, yeah. yeah this <laughs> is stuff I shot with my phone. Yes. I like McCoy's hugging her. This is no, so, this, like this is clearly this is clearly yeah. just the actors. Yeah. These are yes. not. Was this guys. supposed to happen? The... Was Shatner supposed to get Nimoy in there? Or are they look? They're laughing. Around. Like I mean, this is just them yeah. just jerking around, which yeah, is great. Totally. You know, they're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Look at that. I, I wonder if, like, you know. Here we go. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not supposed to go in, and they go in together. Yeah. And yeah, Nemo comes up shouting, like breaks character, like. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, they're just having fun. <laughs> they're just having lots of fun. Out the here comes the gonna... shuttle to rescue him. Yep. The whales are going to head out. Take him to prison, whichever one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Good point. Isn't that, isn't that Wally that just flew by? I think. That's oh that. my gosh. And oh, here we go. A werewolf. Yeah. Werewolf guy. Yeoman Randy. Yeoman Randy. She's These are Moss Eisley level puppets. I mean, there's this nothing the wrong outfit. with that, but they are totally Moss Eisley level puppets. This outfit is what she has on in the Who's Who entry in the main uh, Who's Who in Star Trek. Really? Entry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, who are these people behind him? Oh, like the cabinets and stuff like that. I don't know. Here, I love this. And there's, I love, uh, I love there's it. Chapel too. If I was the Klingons, I'd be totally pissed about what the the the, the sentence that he gets here. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. I mean, they still. Yeah, are they pissed. are right. Yeah, they yeah. are. They, they yeah. remain pissed. Yep. I love this. Privately. I stand with my shipmates. That's great. President of Earth played a malicious bad guy in V, the TV series, <laughs> uh, a, a butcher. I love. I love this that the, we are recapping. Yes, the last two films, basically. I mean, really, the last one, but just Do, you know, we're some, expression right here. Yeah, like oops, look at that. Yeah, and mm, bunch of. And yes. whoops, oops. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Oh, that's right. I did, I did that. do that. I took the ball bearings out of <laughs> out of the Excelsior. I love this was used on the 25th anniversary uh special, this sweep across them. Uh, yeah, I remember were, that. Cutting different scenes together. It was great. I have the VHS of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. That was a great special. It really was. I loved it too. I watched it over and over again. Me too. I, I I taped it off TV <laughs> because of certain mitigating circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the whole movie that we just saw <laughs> saving the you know Earth and yeah. Like Spock, hmm, where is this going? Yeah, where is this going? <laughs> I love this, and do you just want any chain of command? I do. <laughs> James, yeah, this is such a perfect ending. Yeah. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. perfect. It's a you're new like, beginning. That's what yes, I'm saying. It's like, the first yes, beginning. Yes, the, he's first two best movies. destiny. Yes, <laughs> he spent two yeah. movies feeling old and out of touch, and now it's like he's going back to the thing he's good at, which is being in the captain's chair. The only thing that's awkward is almost all of his crew are also ranked captain. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. a captain. Yeah. Who are these guys? I love those guys. I love it. They did. They would definitely fit in the cantina bar. They really. <laughs> yeah. 
We are forever in your. Look at Kirk. He's not even looking at him. He's looking away. He's he's processing it all that he's got his yeah. life back that he wants. He's just like I did it again. China doll. We're gonna see these yeah. two Harry Krishna guys getting excited. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. There's man. Back. There you go. There you go. Harry Krishna guy. <laughs> oh, Yeoman ran really going for it there. She's yelling really bravo. Yeah. I love that look. Yeah. That's a great look yeah. between the two of them. This is so good. Everybody that's the look Robin hands. I. That's the look Robin I gave each other when we were acquitted. <laughs> Timber's <laughs> chapel goes right up to hug everybody. She goes right after Spock, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my way, Vulcan. Oh, this is great. And oh, she's man. dressed like a Power Ranger now. <laughs> and Kirk's like, you, hey, here. we're supposed to hook up. That's he how tries works, his right? best. He tries his best, but she's not interested. Yeah, she's the one who could care less about him. It's great. She yeah. plays him throughout this whole movie. It's kind of awesome. She's like, no, no, you're way too old for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know how many different species I can try now that I'm here? Oh, I mean, my like, yeah. God. <laughs> it is kind of, it looks a little like something from Buck Rogers. The, oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. In 25th century. Yeah. Aaron Gray kind of. Yeah. Deal. Oh, yeah. He's a little more, oh. he's a little more shine. She yeah, rolls her eyes when she kisses him. Like yeah. she is kissing like grandpa. Yeah, uh, an, an uncle maybe. All right, <laughs> so okay. Saying, Rob. Yeah, yeah, this I this sounds this sounds kind of ridiculous, but there are only two movies that I watch that make me get slightly misty. Only two. One is Schindler's List. Okay, and, and then this, which sounds like I'm trying to be funny because I mean it's like Schindler's List and this, but this scene. I will say, my, my my father is he's a he's a good man, but he is not super emotional, and I am very much so, and that's sometimes really hard. And we have a certain reserve between each other. I know he loves me, and I love him, but we don't talk very much about it. And this scene where they cannot, Sarek cannot exactly say, he can't respond to Spock the way Spock needs him to, sort of. When he says, you know, they are my friends. He's, he's, sh- Sarek is seeing something in his son that he'll never understand because his son is half human. And I just, I tell her, I feel fine. This is just that look, that right there. And then well, we'll do thing in the vocal. This scene to me is just absolutely perfect. And the fact that it's Kirk is not in on it. I mean, he's watching it right here. We see him, mm-hmm. but it's just these two guys. And it's well, just, to me, it's just. It it, it resolves that 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 relationship though that they set up in Journey to Babel. I mean, that's as that's yeah. as good as it's going to get between them two. Yeah, and yeah. it's pretty good for them. You yes, know? I mean, it, that's as far the, as they're going to ever going to be able to go. They're in the best place they're ever going to be right there, yep. and it, I think that's a nice touch. And it's you know, especially yeah. after Sarek obviously showed that he was way more emotional about his son than <laughs> when yeah. it comes to his son. You know, he's he's yeah. more emotional than usual. Yeah, so. the fact so, that they thought to do it. At yeah. this movie, you know. So this scene Why, in God's the theater. Name, would you want that bucket of <laughs> in, in the theater opening night when they come around the Excelsior oh, and you see the Enterprise? I mean, the audience the music is freaking is exploded. The the, yeah. the the hesitant music, you know, like it's built. You know, yeah. uh, how did they not see the other yeah. ship though? Realistically, so like, the Enterprise A. Is, the Enterprise A five is minutes. Like, how did they build the ship so fast? They didn't. They it's didn't renamed. Yep, they yeah. just took. A, I think it was the Yorktown and renamed it Enterprise. They were yeah. already building, which it. which was going to be the name of the ship originally in Star Trek. So that kind of that's fits. right. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. A is my favorite design of any Enterprise ship. Now, I I, actually, I do have a question for you, Chris. Is the motion, is this version, the A, is it identical to the refit for the motion picture or are there slight differences? Because I feel like I I think it's the same model, but they modified it. Here we go. It's such an expensive model. They're in the Apple store. Here we go. And then I love that ship. Yeah. Woo! Bam! And then right to this great music, dun, 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 and then dun, dun, dun. and then okay. Now this dun, bit dun, dun, here, dun, dun, dun. this is like a sitcom ending from the from the well, 80s. No, but see, but to me, okay, I will it's say great, well, I, I watched Star Trek in reruns mm-hmm. in the seventies oh, with, with my dad, and it was one of the few things we did just the two of us because my mom doesn't like sci-fi, and that show I watched it in reruns, of course, and they ran clips. From other episodes yep, over yep. the credit, not the one you just saw, but other yeah. episodes. And I remember being like, whoa, I never saw that one. What's that one with the weird guy with the yellow eyes? And what is that about? And it always made me think, well, I got to watch. I got to keep watching because there's all these episodes I haven't seen. This is the only movie that does that. Yep. It shows you now yeah. it doesn't show you scenes from other movies, but it it to me, it reminds me of that great bit from the show which would show you look at that look we're seeing scenes we're seeing there's gene weedlin again gene weedlin again yeah i always felt like it was just supposed to celebrate this fun adventure we went on but i see i I see your connection to the class they might not be making a connection but i've made it uh by the way by the way i should say the it mentioned the second assistant director which was frank capper the third that is the third that is the grandson of frank capra and frank capra directed lost horizon starring Jane Wyman, who plays Spock's mother. Oh, nice. Nice. Yep. Bam, and they all, brought it all together. Just, just, just all this soaring circle. music and mm-hmm. just, again, just reliving this adventure. Just just saying, oh, look, wasn't this fun? Like, what, didn't we just take you on a ride? And like, yeah. And, you know, as we're wrapping up, everybody, I mean, people are maybe might say, well, why don't you keep going? You know, why don't, why don't we do Star Trek V? Uh, now, we did do a Star Trek VI commentary many years ago on Film and Water with Siskoid and David Gutierrez. My thing about V is it's not a good movie. And this movie is so perfect. I feel like we need to end on an up note. And one of the things I don't like about V is that the running gag that the Enterprise is a piece of shit. I hate that it kind of dumps on this ending. You know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. like in this final scene is like, oh, they're in the Enterprise. Let's see what she's got. Yes, that's boom. Let's go. And then in the fifth one, it's a bunch of cheap jokes about that the thing's a piece of crap. I, I, and, I, I gotta say, I rewatched five recently, and it's a much better movie than I remembered. It's a it's a right. great Star Trek adventure with a few super cringy moments. Mm. The but the relationship stuff is some of the best it's ever been. Yeah. Kirk Spock and Bones. It's surprisingly a much better movie than we all remember. Look, a I much love better Star, Star Trek, Trek 5. I think that's quintessential Star Trek because I think Shatner Hot take. writing Star Trek is also part of Star Trek. It's part of who Captain Kirk is. It's like he gives himself a ridiculous task of being uh, going against God. It's the most egotistical, like self-indulgent. Oh, it so is. It's oh so much God. fun to watch. I, I yeah. you know, look. I will say this: I was always really down on the motion picture, and then I went and saw it a couple of months ago. Me and uh, Corey Drew went to see it, and it was so much better than I remembered. So maybe maybe you're right, Jack. Maybe we do need to to give five a you know a well, shot. Maybe and, watch it yourself and see what you yeah, think. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but nothing's ever going to beat this. This Howard is Weinstein no. got. Things. I mean, 
five, five is not the level of the, the these the previous no, three by any means. Not but at all. It it's still I still enjoy it. I and I think there with Shag, I mean, there is some of the best character bits in for any of the characters, particularly Bones. Uh mm-hmm. the, the, the thing with his father and everything, that's just uh, you know, heart wrenching. And it's really DeForest Kelly's really great in those scenes. So it's an exceptional episode, is what it feels like. It feels yeah. like a right. really, really exceptional episode. All right. yeah. With a no. few super cringy moments. But and Strange New Worlds is like proven that it's canon. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep. Cybok is here to stay. That's um, right. <laughs> oh, I can't well, wait. So, well, until we decide to do that, everybody, the, this was Star Trek Four, The Voyage Home commentary. Uh, I just. This movie to me is just perfect. This is a, despite Shag's pedantic shadow and the uh, hand miming uh, critiques. Uh, I think this is just such an absolutely flawless movie, and it's such a perfect way to wrap up this trilogy after so much death and destruction. You know, you got Khan, and you've got Spock, and the Enterprise, and David, and then you end it with this lighthearted thing. And they took a big swing. Leonard Nimoy took a big swing, and it connected. And it yeah. ends, as as Corey pointed out, it was the most successful. Star Trek movie up until the reboot. And that says something about that. Uh, these guys who were like in their seventies could headline <laughs> major motion picture and then have it be the biggest hit uh, of the entire franchise. And I just love this movie. I never tire of it. I watched it just before we left for San Francisco. Cause I went on a whole San Francisco movie binge. Uh, and uh, not that I needed an excuse and uh, boy, it was just so much fun watching this over again. I feel like we could fill another whole commentary of stuff we didn't get to say just because the movie goes by so fast. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you all for joining me on this, uh, this voyage home. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, uh, for, thank you. thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, so, it has been truly a voyage and, uh, it's been a blast doing these commentaries. They've been so much fun. And I think uh, based on the number of comments we've gotten from people asking like, Hey, are there any openings for the next one? You know, it's like, everyone's really enjoying this. You guys are great. The comments have been great on the website. Rob, where can they chime in on all this? Well done. Uh, you can go to firewaterpodcast.com. Yeah. We should point out that we weren't planning on really doing three and four because it was, the idea was to do two because two was turned 40 in, in 2022. And we had so much fun doing this, doing that, that we said, well, let's just run the trilogy. Who cares? No anniversaries. What difference does it make? Let's just do them. And so that's why we're doing it. And then uh, again, we had a, we had so much fun doing, uh, doing all three of them. I went and re-listened to three not that long ago and I was like, well, this is really fun. Yeah. This is just fun to listen to. So. Uh, yeah, this was just great. Yeah, please leave comments on the website. Uh, you can find Film and Water over on Twitter, maybe, uh, at Film and Water Pod. Um, and, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of Star Trek Four. If you don't like it, you're wrong. Uh, but I'm not really worried about that. I don't think anybody's, by the way, if someone out there knows that if, if Jillian has made appearances somewhere else, please point them out to me. I'm not a big Star Trek novel guy, but I would read a book. If she's in part of it, just because I love this character so much. And uh, I would like to see her explored further in the Star Trek universe if they've done such a thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, anyway, just a total blast, guys. Thank you all very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. You doubled on mass on you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye, computer. <laughs> I got a new kidney. <laughs>
<laughs> fully functional. So uh, anyway, again, again, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back with another episode of Film and Water before you know it. Uh, but until then, that's a wrap. There must be an alternative. There is one possibility, but of course I cannot guarantee success. We could attempt to find some humpback whales. You just said there aren't any. Except on Earth of the past. Yes, Dodger. That is exactly what I said. Well, in that case... Now wait just a damn minute. Spark, start your computations for time warp.